Boom, and we are live with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Donnie Moran. <laughs> no, Kate. that's Donnie Moran. <laughs> that's Vince. It. There we go. No, we got a great show for you lined up this evening, man. We got uh, Vincent and Donnie in here. We're going to be talking about the opening up of his new restaurant, Vincent's new restaurant, uh, Salt Pepper Oak, over in, where, where do, I want to get the county right. I don't want to mess this up. It's Hancock County to me, but where? what is it? Is it? No, it's Hancock County. Just Hancock County. Shan, Mississippi. There we Hancock go. Pastor Shan. I don't want to mess that up either. All right. So, uh, no, uh, just had a uh, soft opening this Saturday. We got some uh, barbecue here on the on the play, on the the table here. We're talking about all delicious. things, brisket, ribs, how to do it, all his secrets. He's giving it to us all today. Completely going to put itself out of business on the podcast <laughs> live right here this evening. Uh, but before we do that, like we always do, we want to thank the people uh, who keep the lights on over here for us right out of the gate. If you're looking for a great local dentist, uh, Dr. Robbie Williams over at Southern Magnolia Smiles, man, check him out on the socials at Southern Magnolia Smiles. Uh, they're located on Washington Avenue in Ocean Springs. When you're ready to book that appointment, just give them a call at 228-215-1202. There you go. There you go. Uh, and Donnie's actually a patient as well, right, Donnie? You go see. I am. Yeah, you go see Dr. Bob. I got to go see him next Monday. Yeah, baby. Uh, moving right along, Hill Tree Marketing. Uh, Jesse Hill and his team that you're seeing right here, if you need a website built for any reason, uh, if you got a small business, you're a content creator, whatever you need, go over to HilltreeMarketing.com and check him out. He's got a lot of local brands that you may be familiar with that he has built their websites for. He can take you from no concept or concept <clears throat> to finished product, man. He does all the IT, photography, aerial drone, cinematography, everything you need to get a professional website up and running. And he's local, most important, local. Mm -hmm. uh, and then next here, we got Sea to Swamp. That's our buddy Rocky Brooks over Gauthier Van Cleve Exit. Take the exit, head south. He's got everything you need for your uh, outdoor apparel, tackle, rods, reels, fishing. He's got you covered. Uh, you can see here in the photos, he carries brown water merch. We love that. Even got our buddies over there at Fish in the South. So he's got the local stuff. He supports the local people. Uh, extra tough boots, anything you need for a day on the water. Go check him out on Facebook at see uh, the number two, and then Swamp. Uh, next, we have our buddies over at uh, Taylor & Cox Law Firm. They've been practicing law for uh, 30 years over in Pascagoula, man. They come highly recommended from everybody in that field. If you find yourself in need for a good representation, a good attorney, they specialize in criminal law, family law, civil litigation, defense. So if you need, a, uh, you need to talk to them, a consultation, tell them that you heard about them from the Brownwater Banter Podcast and give them a call at 228-696-0111. That's it. Uh, it's kind of it. We also mentioned that we would, uh, uh, for Dawn, they have a Heart of a Warrior. Oh, yeah, that was today. No, well, that we would mention The mission, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart of a Warrior movie night is for all service members, first responders, and their families. It's at Eagle Point Park, which is at Pine Oak Drive, Biloxi, Mississippi. I'm not familiar with what that is. I don't know either. It's in Biloxi, though. Pine Oak Drive. Uh, March the 4th from 4 to 8. It looks like they're going to have, uh, it says, free snacks, fun activities, Bring your blankets and lawn chairs and write a, a letter to thank our local heroes. So it looks that's to cool. me like they're having an outdoor movie night at Eagle Point yeah. Park. So that's the flyer there. Go check that out. And then we've also got the uh, the Bay Rat Bash coming to you. That's our partnership with Fish in the South and us. It's going to be April the 1st. Right here is the flyer. April check the 1st at the Blonde Tiger. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, what we There's got half a hundred of them. Half a hundred of them. Chasing dots. Go to the website. Yeah, go to the website. It's all on there. <laughs> but you can see it right here yeah. too. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll start mentioning them the closer we get to it. But hey, you can turn a hardhead catfish into seven hundred dollars if you take first place home. Yeah. So I don't know, Joey. Tell them if they can't catch a hardhead, what? 
Throw the poles away. Throw the poles away. And, no and speaking of sponsorships, uh, we want to check out what we're drinking tonight. Uh, this is a new Brown Water Banner whiskey. <laughs> Show it to the camera. Yeah. If you it, haven't it heard, might look familiar. It might be. You might be able to tell from the uh, gold wax. The, yeah, the gold wax. The gold yeah. wax top, baby. Um, it might be a, a familiar mm. bottle, but it's Brown it's, Water it's, tonight. It's four year four year age bourbon, isn't it? Yeah, it's from over y'all's way too. Actually, that's why I wanted it's to make delicious. sure we had it on the table. Yeah. you got the Hancock County boys rolling in yeah. from Kill. You know, you got to have you got to represent. That's Apparently, right. that's where that's uh, distilled. Uh, I don't know. I ain't never heard of it. Yeah, you know, it's, there's a lot of whiskey <laughs> in Hancock County you probably ain't never heard of. That's right. right. It's there. It's right. a little clearer it's, than that. Though. Right. Yeah, it might might be. A it little is little delicious. More, uh, delicious. More octane to it. Yeah. All right, Cheers. here we go. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get right into it. So, Vincent. Yes. Salt, pepper, oak. You summed it all up in three words. I mean, that not not only is it a killer name just right out the gate, but tell us the story of behind the name. Salt, pepper, oak. The the name came to fruition actually watching YouTube, and I was a huge Anthony Bourdain fan as a as a as a young cook growing up um, online. I was a line cook for many years, so kind of growing up in that industry, I read that book as a as a young cook while I was actually in culinary school, and it kind of solidified everything I was doing that. This chef in New York, they were doing the same thing. So it it, it was a real fun time in my life. So right. sat down, we're watching YouTube one day, and actually <clears throat> he said it on a video with him and Daniel Vaughn. We're, we're at Aaron Franklin's, and he's like, he just said salt, pepper, oak, period. And I was like, boom. Bourdain said that? There's Bourdain. Bourdain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was he? See, I, I know him from the show and all that. I've watched his stuff. Is he a big barbecue guy, big smoking guy? Or Not really, no. That was just that episode? He was on that episode. And he, Daniel Vaughn is, you know, the editor for Texas Monthly that does the top 50 in Texas. It's a four-year rotating competition, I guess you would say. Okay. And that's what kind of solidifies Texas barbecue in Texas is the Texas mon- Monthly top 50. Mm. So you hit Texas. So that's the holy grail. You hit Texas Monthly top 50, you're you're – your sales quadrupled ten yeah. times. Yeah. So and there you know, there's so many restaurants in Texas that are doing Texas style barbecue and that's the that's the kind of the catalyst that everybody walks from is the Texas monthly fifty. So him and Daniel Vaughn went to Aaron Franklin's in I don't know what year it was, but it was a travel channel show and they sat there and they were having lunch and exactly he said what they said. It, boom. And it stuck, it resonated because ideally, you know, there's we can say it's salt and pepper oak, and there they are other seasons that go into thing. But for our brisket, it's salt and pepper. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and, and that's so funny to me because Joey and I we watch a lot of YouTube videos on smoking and stuff. I know I have. Um, Tons. And you can go down the rabbit hole didn't of help. damn. Didn't, yeah, help. didn't help at all. <laughs> no, we'll get into that. We'll get into. Oh that. yeah, we really yeah, have yeah. a bunch of brisket. You go down the rabbit hole on seasonings, mans, and, and brands, and and only this works or only that works. But you, I mean. We it ate really that goes brisket. back to the salt and pepper. We well, shared the video on the on the uh, story the other day. Yeah. No, no bullshit. That is the best brisket I've ever had. The one that you Correct. sent over the other. And you said it was a reheat, right? It was a reheat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, on the reheat, and you seen all the juice coming out of it. It was, you know, the bark was still there. It was legit. I mean, I'd hate to it, eat that right off the smoker. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> the, the key to the brisket is it, the brisket actually rests, and what you just right. had was a true burn in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of places sell burn ins, but there's only like four pieces of burn in off of one brisket. Um, and it and it comes from the the where the fat and deck will connect. There's a little bit of a moist um, meat right there, and you just had it. It's yeah. literally the best bite in barbecue. Right. Yeah. Um, our style of barbecue, which is we we lean Central Texas style barbecue. I'm um, I was fascinated with it. I think it's a great niche as a barbecue side. Everything's you know we make everything at one time, um, sell it, and then we wash it and do it again. Right. So nothing's held over. Nothing's reheated nothing's re-sliced nothing's sliced you know um, ahead of time it's all sliced to order cafeteria style market style barbecue 
that's uh that's intense for for yeah. a business model correct yeah. you know what i mean that's a lot you gotta sell of weight it. Yep. you gotta and, sell it and prep it yeah like, i mean yeah. I cook it not prep it right you can't yeah, it'd be easy to just chunk it back in the freezer warm it up the next day and rock and roll but yeah. we're we're at a three-day process right now on getting everything cooked for saturday so i start on thursday uh we light the fires at about 4 30 5 a.m friday morning and they run until we Till service essentially at eleven on Saturday. So, Damn, so you, wow. I, I didn't even think. So I went over there uh, the Friday before right. your Saturday, which is just this past weekend, uh, and got to see. And I got pictures. I'll, I'll flash on the screen that here smoke for a little is bit. A oh man, that's hand built. You know, it, it's legit. County. But so, so you got to have somebody manning that fire all the way around the clock. My brother and I. That's you know, and he was he is not food and beverage. He never was food and beverage. He is a you know hundred percent fabricator operator. Yeah, engineer. Uh, just do yeah, yeah an, an engineer without the without the title. Just do anything that is necessary. And I put a lot on him. You know, it was it was hey, we well, let's let's go in a barbecue business. And you know, we kind of had some things happen, and the family kind of rallied together and said, all right. I had been talking about this for probably five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a due diligence on it. I wrote business plans on it. I've had great people in the past that you know were were potential partners and still potential partners in the future that allowed me to kind of develop the brand right um and that's what we did so we went in as a as as a brand development um central around uh central texas style barbecue and that's what we built out of salt pepper oak so as we're doing that you know i kind of came to my family and i said this is this is when it's time we were going to build a mobile trailer um i had a whole setup we were going to just do mobile one day a week i can run it keep my gig and then and Donnie actually sent me uh, the building that we're in now on, on Messenger. And I said, hey, man, let's go look at it. So when I went and looked at it, it made more sense to do the, the brick and mortar at that point because mm-hmm. yeah. just a call standpoint, it was, it was almost equal to what a, a trailer would be. Well, so, in a lot, of, a lot of counties around here, I know on our side of town, they, they won't, won't let, let you, you do in. It. They yeah. won't let you yeah. in. Yeah, Harris County won't let have, yeah. have food. Brick and mortars, you they, know, they don't like that, which that's a whole other topic. Well, food they, trailers are tough. revenue off of a, of I a know, brick but, and mortar more than you can, a, a, you know, selling permits to a, a mobile unit. So Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about dollars and cents. Oh, for sure. That's the, that's yeah, the nature right, of the beast. Right, right, right. Uh, the Butcher on Tucker's in the comments below. They said uh, these these guys are super cool. Uh, Jennifer Cox wants to know where it's located. We, we led with that. It's uh, uh, Pass Christian. Yeah. Pass Christian. So it's 16940 Kapalama. Uh, road in Pascrishan, Mississippi. Everybody knows it's the back of Diamond Head. There you go. Yeah. You know, literally right off um, Kill DeLille. Yeah. yeah, and in a second I can drop that uh, yeah. your Facebook page. Well, into before the we dig into all this business, tell us a little bit about your background, man. Uh, you went to culinary school? I yeah. did. So, you know, and... and did you yeah. go to high school? Y'all go to... Y'all went to yeah, Hancock? we did. Donnie, I'm a little older than Donnie. I graduated in 2000. I started working at the Casino Magic. I'll show my real age here. Um, so I was <laughs> We're working, 2001. Yeah, we I know. Yeah, so you were right there. Yeah, we, yeah. we old. Um, so yeah, I, I was working at Casino Magic. I met a gentleman, and uh, him and I went to the Copa Casino when the oh, Copa the was Copa. a when it was a boat, and it transitioned to a barge. So I was part of that opening team, and I was 20 years old, and I actually became a food and beverage uh, supervisor. They paid me like twenty eight thousand dollars a year to, to was, work overnight. Big money, big money, yeah, cash um, only in here. So I was working like swing chef, and the cooks would never show up to work. So the nighttime graveyard cooks, I would sit there and, and make eggs and grits, and I'm like, all right, this ain't too bad. I'm still 20 years old, you know. Yeah. So um, did a little bit of time there, did a little bit of time at the Borovage, came back and was 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 no job, and I actually started working uh, for Donnie's father when he owned a restaurant in the kill. So, okay. Yeah. Did you grow up cooking, though? Or no. did, so I didn't start till 20? 
Well, my grandmother was a great cook. Um, she, you know, she would cook, and I would kind of cook things with her. But it never was something that was a passion. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't in high school going, I'm gonna be a cook. I right. Yeah, and I could, I couldn't tell you how many times I woke up on this dude's couch in his in his living room with his mom cooking breakfast on Sunday yeah. morning, just. No, so you cooks. was you was spoiled. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, just, yeah. good cooks just around like you. Yeah, just yeah. like everybody else. She yeah. still cooks three meals a day. Oh, you yeah. Know? So I mean, it's it it's it's genetically in our in our in our blood and our DNA because we we. Essentially, you know, food's always been something that people rallied around and families came to tables. For sure. Right. For you know, sure. so that's been something that's always been a tradition, not only in, you know, in y'all's family, probably in, in all everyone's. It's a Southern thing, too. I mean, yeah. it's big down oh, yeah. here for sure. But yeah. it never was barbecue. I mean, we didn't barbecue as a kid. Yeah. We didn't have any of that. You know, we we slung, was, we slung pizzas and steaks. Pizzas. Yeah. You know, Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, oh uh, what was it? Uh, what's um, the name of that place? Miss Carrie and Dino's. Really? That's yeah, where y'all Dino's on Jackson. Okay. Yeah. So we left the kill. I went. I moved to Ole Miss or Oxford with with them. Uh, spent about a year up there, just just working. And you know, your parents are like, "Hey, man, you got to go to college, or do something, <laughs> get a real job." Bro. I was yeah. in college, yeah. I was Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. I was. Oh, at, we alums. Know, I, I was yeah. all there. You know, I was, <laughs> I was six year alum. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been there, right? Yeah. So I was yeah. like, you know what? This is not for me. I enjoy cooking. Maybe I'll go. I'll go back to Slidell and actually join a culinary school and. Um, it was Louisiana Technical College, like a two or two year thing. And yeah, went in there and you know kicked the door open and made myself a presence and looked around. And was like, oh my gosh, uh, none of y'all should be in this industry. Like, what are y'all doing? Because at that time I was working for Copeland's. Now, so Copeland's at that you're talking mid early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copeland's was the place. What were yeah. you doing for Copeland's? I was a line cook. Okay, and okay. I was one. It was like I would say. 30 line cooks in there. I mean, it was scratch. It was, you know, 100 plus items. You, your fry station was, as, you know, f- six feet long fry mm-hmm. box. So you were to the wall. Eight fryers. It was, it was me, three other, three other line cooks, and they, everybody else was from a halfway house. So literally, mm-hmm. I believe it. Literally, I, believe it. I mean, it was anything went. Um, and we, we, we were doing, you know, probably north of 120 to 130,000 a week in, in sales. And, mm-hmm. you know, probably even more than that. I didn't really know as a line cook. I just know we were busy every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day. And, and I spent was, three years there. Well, you know? that was one of the ones that Al Copeland actually owned. Wasn't yeah. It? I, I remember doing, yeah. you know, Mardi Gras at Al's and his son would come in. This was still when Al was involved. So, uh, it, the food was great. It was made from scratch. Everything was on the line. So I, I got a good understanding there. And I'm going to culinary school. I'm learning from the, the chef now. The chef actually called me. Her name's Jan Ross. Uh, if you're out there listening, you know, thanks for everything. But she she literally, you know, still to this day, we still talk. And that's been, you know, 20 plus years. Wow. Right. So we, you know, we did a little culinary school thing. Katrina come through, wiped it out, didn't even finish. Oh, um, damn. You damn, know, damn. so like the school's gone. Like, it, yeah. there's a, you can say you went to it, you can say you're not, there ain't no transcripts because they're not even in school. <laughs> I got no, no, no paperwork. No diploma. <laughs> it does. It was when, gone. When you were doing that, were you going, is that like go to school during the day and then go cook yeah. at night? Yeah. I would yeah. show up to school late every day. She had patience with me. I would come in, you know, still, because I mean, we'd get out at, Two, three, four o'clock in the morning. I'd roll into school nine thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah I lived that. But life. I could outcook everybody in the school, so I was like, no, you know, I was kind of cocky in that sense. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I was like, dude, I can do all this. You know what, what I mean? Do you do you think it was the way to go culinary school at least for you back then at the time, or do you think it's like try by fire in a kitchen or both? I think you can get it either way. Okay. You know, um, culinary school allowed me, it, it taught me the technical terms. It taught me the, the language. That's it, what I was going to say. It yeah. taught me the brigade, you know, how kitchens are set up. Because when I left, literally I had a job with Norwegian Cruise Lines. I was supposed to fly out the day Katrina hit. So I called him. I was like, hey, I can't. We got this hurricane coming. I can't fly mm-hmm. today. I'll fly, you know, tomorrow, next week. And mm-hmm. then 
you know, where we're from in Hancock County in Perlita, I mean, it was ground yeah, zero. There was nothing was. Less. Yeah. People don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything goes New Orleans, you know, and then they talk about Bay St. Louis, Waveland area. Literally, Perlita was ground zero. So that's a whole nother podcast we can go down. Yeah, there, yeah. Whole, but, I know, I know. Um, so I literally, you know, waited two weeks. We moved to Georgia where my uncle lives, and I flew out of Atlanta, Georgia, to Piney Point, Maryland, and became a um, a cook on a cruise ship. So I would work for Norwegian Cruise Lines in oh, Hawaii. Cool. I didn't even know that part of the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I spent I spent probably six months in Hawaii cooking on that cruise ship. I tell you, that was probably the hardest I've ever worked. I mean, we we'd put in a hundred plus hours a week, seven days a week. You do a four month turn, so you you work seven days a week, four months straight, and then you leave. So they pay your room and board. Um, they would pay us overtime because we were one of only two ships flagged in the United States. Ah. Most ships don't are flagged outside the country. Get rid of all them tax laws yeah. and labor laws. And So there was a Pride of America as a ship I was on, and um, I think it might still be in rotation. I was actually one of the first on the ship when it came over from Germany. Mm-hmm. So half the crew was German. Wow. You know, we would have uh, – there was a bar. It's not much bigger than the studio, and – it, they brought all the cigarettes and all the beer from Germany. So it had like Marlboro Reds and Heinegans. <laughs> and you couldn't drink liquor on a boat, you know, but you could drink beer and white wine. Okay. Because you can't, you can't, the, the captain won't allow you to have a, a 0.25 blood alcohol level um, just due to the fact that you might be the medic um, or the fire person because everyone has a mustard station right. and something to do gotcha. on the ship as a, as a responsibility for safety. So you can only have a, a 0.25, mm-hmm. but. We used to shoot white wine and drink Heineken. I was going to say, challenge accepted, sir. <laughs> so 0.25. I can blast past that out of white wine. 0.25. White, yeah. white, wine, white wine will do it. Yeah. You know? So we had, I mean, we had a great time. I met a lot of great people. Um, you know, there's still guys to this day that I'm that I'm friends with. And, you know, social media kind of helps that, right? So we can all yeah. kind of stay connected. Yeah, in touch. I had to get off that boat. Man, I, got, yeah. I left that boat January I, I, 1st. I remember this dude calling me one time when he was on the boat. And this is no lie. Talking about that he got sick. Oh, and they locked him in a room for how long? Yeah, oh, yeah, three quarantined days. you, huh? Yeah, oh. just locked him in a room somewhere. And he said, "Man, I, I'm I'm out of here." So I got yeah. Nor- I got Norwalk, um, Nor Norvirus, like they would call it. And I went to the doctor, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm sick." And he's he looked at me, and said, "Yeah, you're sick." Most people fake sick to get out of work, right? So my roommates had a and and granted, we had three people in a room, right? So yeah. You know, you have, you know, one bed and then two bump beds. So my roommates had a quarantine for 24 hours. I had a quarantine for three days. So it was the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. So I had to quarantine. Couldn't leave the boat. Couldn't get out your room. Somebody had to bring you food and halftime they brought you food or not. But it was like, hey, man, look, I got out that boat. I booked a one-way flight from Honolulu Honolulu to to Gulfport or, um, yeah, Gulfport. Honolulu to Gulfport. Went to Atlanta and Atlanta down. And I was I was so happy to be home. <laughs> I don't ever want to get back in a boat again. I, yeah. like, I don't even want to look at the water. Yeah, they asked me, you want to go to cruise? There's no way. I can oh, tell you man. horror stories of cruises. We, we, a lot of people say that. We're thinking it's like the dream job. Right. You know, and, nah, and, and talking to him, it's horrible. like, he's like, let me tell you about this time I got sick. I'm yeah. Like, Three days quarantined in a room. No, nah, so, I'm good. So, so you didn't have time to, so yeah, to I came, enjoy Hawaii. It's like, man, how's Hawaii? Oh, we would. Never even saw it. <laughs> we would overnight in Maui. So I had some friends of mine from New York. I have never met a New Yorker until this time. So this is probably like 2000, right, 2006, 2005, September 2005. So we're talking like October, November. I never met a New Yorker. Uh-huh. I've never been called B so many times in my life. <laughs> you know, but me and this cat, we got to be friends. I mean, he was cool. He's from the Bronx. You know, you hear all these stories and all this. It's, it was, you know, the stereotypes were correct in that, right. in that situation at least. But we would actually rent a car in Maui. We only had 24 hours in Maui. So we'd get off work at like 1 p.m. We had to be back on the boat by our shift at 2 a.m. So we'd rent a car and rent hotel rooms and just go hang out, take real showers, sleep, 
you know, just party as much as we could and then try to get back on the boat and not be too, you know, not destroyed. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, the butchers wants to know if you got hats for sale. We do. We have hats, and well, actually, I'm, this I'm, one right here is for sale. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're working on some merch. I didn't. I didn't go all in on merch right now. I do have some aprons that I'm working through some issues with, and when then he, the, when he gets the some merch stickers, hats. when he gets some stickers, we'll have uh, salt, pepper, oak whiskey too. There you go. I, yeah, just like this. Yeah, just this like right this brown here. water whiskey. That's too. a good. Y'all need to try it's, it out. It's very good whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's got to be from the kill. <laughs> it's got to be. Got to be. It is delicious. Uh, thanks for the hat, though. Yeah, that's. All, mm-hmm. I like that, man. I like the. Uh, the yeah, look. we will. We will be selling merch. You know, does it smell like smoke? It will if it don't. That's right. Yeah. We, you know, there's a lot of avenues in the future that I want to go down with, and you and I kind of discuss, and we'll mm-hmm. get into it in a moment. But, um, you know, you got to come out with some merch right off the bat. You know, you got to have something. Absolutely. Well, that would be like the Burger King. What was it? The Burger King where they sell shirts that smell like hamburgers yeah. and oh, Popeyes. That would be awesome. Hey, oh, smoke yeah. them in there with you. If you well, want we, your everything to smell like smoke, come over and hang out for that a day. Exactly. Yeah. My entire the, clothes was, the, I mean, I've smoked at my house before, but I was like, holy shit. You like shit. got people coming up to you in the gas station like yeah. Yeah. smelling Trying to you bite your stuff. arm. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Not oh, never damn, you smell like salt, pepper, yeah. oak right now. That's crazy. But yeah, It's, it's, it's going to be a new fragrance we come out. With. There you not go. Bad. It's not a bad Cologne. idea. Cologne. So we left um once I flew back home, me and I was I was in it to you know, this is still pre Katrina, so everything's crazy. Uh Texas Roadhouse actually hired me. They were doing signing bonuses and high hourly rates. So I went to Texas Roadhouse and Slidell opened it um as a as a corporate opener for them. And then within probably ninety days they transferred me to Baton Rouge. So in two thousand seven I moved to Baton Rouge and was a kitchen manager there. How'd you, how did you go from cooking on the cruise? Like, what was your status or level in the game at the, as a cruise line cook, chef? Yeah. What was it? Yeah. To open in corporate. That's right? Yeah, it was – there you're just a line cook. They are chefs. They're, they're paid salaries. They have different different kind of uh, – they get their own room. So, But I was a line cook all the way. It was weird because that area had, had positions like you could be a vegetable cook. So that means you would literally chop vegetables for 12 hours a day. Yeah, no the way. The meat guys. No, thank you. The chicken and fish people, they put together. So you work in a stainless steel cooler all day long and you cut chicken, you cut fish. The fish guys had to sleep together because they stunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, it's a, it's funny, but it is literally true. Yeah. 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 Fish fishy. eyes. Yeah. So, but that that was neat. But yeah, I was, I was just a cook. And when I got to Texas Roadhouse, I had so much experience as a cook and – I had the understanding of it. I had the culinary side of it. So uh, we pushed some big numbers at that opening. And they just had it. You know, I've just kind of had that thing. They're like, hey, you want to try this? And I said, yeah, man, let me go. And I moved to Baton Rouge. A guy that hired me is named Wade McAlpine. Wade is true Texas. Uh huh. So, you know, Texas Roadhouse, we think it's from Texas. It's not. It's actually a Kentucky brand. But the the market partner that came from um, Texas Roadhouse actually came from Central Texas. He mm-hmm. was from Texas A&M guy. Uh, college station area so yep. they actually moved to louisiana to open up the louisiana mississippi texas roadhouses i did not know they were from kentucky yeah thought they either. were from texas kind of feel cheated yeah, yeah. right yeah. well it's still it's, it's, yeah his uh his papers go back yeah, yeah. ken taylor's the, the the founder and creator and um of texas roadhouse the former ceo of it so he's kind of the one that created it um but yeah it was it was kentucky based but the guys came from texas so when i met wade in 2007 he had an offset smoker and it was, you know, he was already, he's already, he's already deep into this because he's born in Taylor. And right. Taylor is kind of Taylor Lockhart. If you, if you go back to Central Texas style barbecue, that is kind of the, the original areas, the Lockhart, the Taylors, and that's all outskirts of Austin area. Did he, did he bring, Donnie, did he bring you into smoking? Who? No. Uh, I think everybody gets into it at yeah, 30. Yeah. I think every, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. If you're What's not, the meme? If, I mean, yeah. yeah. As, as soon as, uh, you know, 
Yes, I guess as soon as we wasn't playing music a whole shit ton, you uh-huh. know, we got in there and said, all right, well, cool. I like cooking already. So, I mean, I'm like, you know, What's the not? next evolution? You know, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, my dad, our parents cooked on grills and stuff like that, you know, and then you kind of start picking stuff up. Like, I'm going I'm to get the wild hair like Dylan started doing this weekend. It's like, I'm going to get the wild hair and smoke a brisket or, or try to smoke yeah. a pork butt. And um, it's, it's, you know, trial and error, man. I mean, we didn't. You know, now we have YouTube, so right. you can go in there and watch Aaron Franklin cook a brisket or or Myron Mixon cook ribs or whatever. But you know, I mean, I think I always think the best way is to learn from you know, like he's talking about, like his guy had an offset smoker. You kind of get in with him and learn how you know he does his, or or like your grandparents did yeah, there. Right. Trade and, techniques. Yeah, yeah. You pick up all this stuff. I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. Like I think it's it's kind of like bowling crawfish. Every time you go to somebody else's crawfish bowl, you they see do something different. different. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm going to try that in mine next time and mix it with what I do. And this is kind of like the same with barbecue. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, there's a base mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can go wherever salt, you want pepper, oak is going to want their barbecue to taste a certain way. Whereas, you know, somebody else in Mississippi that, that's that got a barbecue place may may try something different. You know? Yeah. And we all kind of started off cooking jambalayas, really. Yeah. That I mean, was, the first things we were cooking in bulk, was, I remember cooking for Falls and Grace yes. we do wings, right? I yeah. wish I had that picture. There's a picture oh, of, of y'all cooking behind the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been 2007, yes. six. Yeah. And it's and it's crazy, man, because like, like he mentions that, um, we was at the restaurant earlier getting all this stuff together, and um, he's making a, a, a gold, you know, like cattleman's yeah, gold. Yeah, yeah. And I told sauce? him, I said, dude, the first time, first time I remember tasting a gold barbecue sauce was Boyd the Metalloy yeah. cooking chicken wings. That's and it. he said, this is the stuff I get at Winn-Dixie. It's the best. And yeah. he tasted it. It's like, correct. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I don't know if you've cooked if you haven't cooked with Boyd. In the <laughs> so, so for all y'all out there that are listening, if you haven't cooked with Boyd, then you're missing out you're on missing a, out on a, a great true treat. I mean, if you just <laughs> haven't done treat. anything with Boyd, I mean, Boyd, is, yeah, just hang out Boyd, with him. Boyd came Agreed. to some of Dylan's football games this year, dude, and that was like – that was like super fan times 10. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get and him hooked on something. Like, he got hooked on the Shuckers. Yeah. yeah. God oh, he still bless. Is. He still is. None I mean, against y'all, but boy, was my favorite favorite part of False and Grace. No, I mean, most people's. He most was, people's, yeah. My favorite part. You yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah, so, I mean, we never really, we never barbecued. Wade had an offset. My brother and my dad actually repaired it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we brought it down there. We fixed it. And he's like, man, you got to try this and this and that. And I'm like, all right, man, you know, that's cool. That's cool. I'm not even worried about barbecue right now. Uh-huh. You know, at that point, I was worried. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was grappling. I was fighting. I was yeah. doing stuff of that nature. So, I was barbecue was far from my mind. You know, we would cook if we had a a big to do or people coming yeah, over. Or, or something like that. You know, we're living in Baton Rouge. I'm, you know, at that point, I'm I'm transitioning from from Texas Roadhouse into uh, into Twin Peaks, and I was director of operations for their franchise group. So we actually brought Twin Peaks out of Baton Rouge or out of Texas into Baton Rouge, and then essentially Brad Smith bought. Um, the Mississippi. So why you have one in Diablaville is because he sat in our restaurant and said, "Hey, I want to, I want a, uh, I want Twin Peaks." Diablo. And he bought yeah. Jacks. He he has Jackson and now Diablaville mm. in that area. So we we kind of brought all that this way with the franchisee that was there. So I spent almost ten years with them. Yeah, yeah. you've got a lot of corporate background with yeah. some big yeah. change that gives you an obvious advantage on yeah, doing. I've this opened yourself, almost twenty two right? restaurants well, yeah. in in my career. Well, and opening your own restaurant, like a, I think I see where. A lot of people fail, I think, is is where, you know, they, their food's great. Yeah. Right. Their food is great. They don't great. know the business side. They don't it. know how to market it. Yeah. They don't know. Like, you, if you wanted to, you can bounce. And you know because you talk to him Friday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
there's few people that open businesses that know the entire business from top to bottom. Correct. And from, you know, with him, I mean, you, you could ask him how much yield he's got off of that brisket right now if it weighs a certain weight and how he trimmed it. Correct. What he's doing with the trimmings after he cuts them off. And and that's where the success comes in. It's, it's like, yeah, you the, the passion is in making the food, but the trick is to be able to manage the business. No doubt. Yeah. And, and, you know, people, you know, like Salt Pepper Oak is open on Saturdays, okay? And a lot of people can't grasp that That's the concept. first question I asked you whenever we, you yeah. told me about it. Yeah, so a lot of people can't grasp that concept, and it's like, you know, and, and, and two, if you ever YouTube Central, Bar- Central Texas Barbecue and go look at what he's talking about, they're the same way. You know, it takes that long to prep all that stuff to be able to sell it for one or two days on the weekend, mm-hmm. but those one or two days cash cow maxed out yeah i mean there's people in line at those places that he's talking about on the texas top 50 i mean from one to 50 there's a you know three o'clock in the morning people's camping out there with coolers of beer (laughs) you know it's serious i mean yeah trying to get a brisket oh it's real yeah to get just a piece of brisket yeah there's a great youtube video out there with goldies and goldies won number one this year and they're um it's a day in the life of a barbecue Okay. It's got nine plus million views on it. Yeah. I right. So watching. it's a great little video to kind of understand what, what we're trying to do as well um, that they, that they're doing in Texas. And that's a great story of those five guys are uh, that actually opened that and became number one. So uh, Nick Crocker says, uh, y'all going to eat that food or do it? Does he need to come by? <laughs> yeah. Come, come on, on, Nick. Come on, come on up here. Nick. If, if, yeah. We're going to be here for a little we're bit, gonna more, for a a little bit longer. Right, yeah, right so, over cause, here. Cause Joe Dirt's got a hell of a story and we, yeah. we, you know, it, it's feeling like that, ain't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about, dude. Yeah. We can, we, we, we've always said like, you know, our little group of friends that, that went to Ole Miss together. Like man, we could write a freaking book. Mm. Yeah. People would love to read it. That's that's and Slim, Slim's got like a half the chapter. See there it goes. We already <laughs> called him Slim. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the only way I ever knew him. That guy. Slim. That was a nickname. You from you, you don't even remember school. like probably we played at Clicks one time in Baton Rouge. That's when they just moved up there. Him and David had a house. And, uh, we didn't you, even you, have the house yet. Right. They gave us the keys to go look at it. Yeah. And we ended up partying in it that yeah. night. <laughs> in a swimming we'll pool. We'll take it. That definitely. <laughs> you know. We didn't go to that house, did we? Yeah. Yes. I, yes. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. I got a picture yeah, of my pulled up in the van with, with Pandemic. Yes. With yes. yes. I remember that. The Mark from Pandemic. One of the few things I remember. I remember yeah. that. Chris that Foster was with us. Tiger, yeah. Tiger likes him. Mark. It's all good. Not to not to throw Mark under the bus. Mark used to come to Twin Peaks with Josh, a friend of his, and Josh is like six foot nine, three hundred and eighty pounds. Like Jeez, this guy, good God. he would drink twenty plus man beers, and Mark would drink like six and be completely wasted. Yeah, who could keep know? up with a guy? I that mean, size? it was like it Andre was the Giant. Look, unbelievable. Jack. Twin Peaks in Tulsa, and Corey Redcap will will verify this. He's in the this. comments. He'll he'll verify this. We sat in Twin Peaks in Tulsa. We was working on a power line job. First time we ever heard of Twin Peaks. Me and J-Bob and Corey's riding into Tulsa, and we see a big billboard that says Twin Peaks. And, and it, ha- it didn't have a girl on it, didn't have anything. We didn't know what the hell it was. And we were like, all right, we're going to go there one day and try it out. So we went, the whole crew was with us, like 40 of us. And we drank like 70 Jaeger bombs. Oh. Good Lord. The manager, and I'm not joking either, it's probably more than that, but the manager comes up to us and says, you know, every, you can imagine a tree cutting tr- crew. looks like yeah. a bunch of yeah. damn... Paul Bunyan sitting in the Twin Peaks. But uh, anyway, manager comes up and says, you know, y'all drank so many Jaeger bombs. Usually we cut people off at two. <laughs> he said, but y'all seem like a good group of guys. Yeah. So we're going to let y'all keep, keep rocking. Yeah. And, uh, rock. and he did. And it was a bad 
bad decision experience afterwards and oh yeah yeah that somebody ended pounding, up quit so. cleaning up some throw up out of my truck mm, because they were oh, sitting yeah. in the back seat i haven't drank jaeger since oh, don't go about. i haven't drank jaeger since milton florida so Ooh, <laughs> that's a whole nother that's a, that's a whole nother podcast can be done on just that story bad bad but yeah that was the last of my jaeger so yeah when, when we <laughs> <laughs> not to stare the direction of some someone people, else some people learn yeah, some people don't we, we went on yeah, a little tangent that's what conversations do yeah let's get back on it conversations do before we go down a hole Baton Rouge you, you, so you got the court background so like Donnie said yeah. I was going to bring it I'm glad he so did so literally Twin well, you, Peaks I left Twin Peaks I went to Dave and Buster Sovereign Dave and Buster you know, multi, right. multi-million multi, multi-facet you know operations and then one day I looked at a wife and I said we're, we're we're literally living here to pay bills and do this and I'm done yeah you know so we did everything we, at that point we were living in Charlotte North Carolina which you know all our Charlotte friends we loved it in Charlotte. I just went up there last couple months ago beautiful yeah. you know it just wasn't home Right. So, you know, we were kind of out there by ourselves, just her and I. And, you know, we, we, she'd, she had went to college and became an interior designer at that point. And, you know, we're like, Hey, let's, let's go back home, you know? So we sold our house in one day in Charlotte and left and moved in. <laughs> I made her move in with her mother. Thank you, Amy, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, I made her move in with her mother. So we live with, with my give, mother-in-law for two years. You got to give some background Thanks, on, that, on that, on that area you live in. Yeah. You know, well, in, in Port Allen, our mother does own a, um, um, an event home, Monta Vista. Um, and it's, you know, it was built in the 1850s. It's a beautiful house. We did all kind of weddings and events out of it. And I think she's actually doing, doing things now again. So if anybody's looking for an event house in, in the Baton Rouge, Port Allen area. So we, we lived there, we, we hosted weddings and, and at, we had a great time, but we, we finished our house that we had, we owned in Port Allen, moved into it. And I worked for a family at that point. I, I didn't want to go back to work. I didn't want to go back to restaurant gigs because it just takes your life away. Right. Yeah. right. You know, you're working 60 plus hours a week. I'm managing. I got a hundred plus do employees. You know, the stress levels are high. It's, you know, I'm, I'm having to perform at Dave and Buster's on a, on a level where, you know, where we're publicly traded. So everything is, everything is discussed. Everything is a matrix. You hit, 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 you know? So it was, it was just too much. And I'm like, you know what? This is, it's not, it's not fun anymore. Right. And I looked at my boss and I said, man, I, I didn't want his job. So once I knew I didn't want his job, it was time to do no, something no. else. So we sold everything. We moved to we moved back home, and I worked for a great family there. Uh, they had actually have truck stops and casinos, and I ran their truck stop side. So for for the last three years, and he, you know, and he is a barbecue enthusiast, and kind of walked down this road with me, mm-hmm. you know. So him and I, him and I, we, you know, we have talked this for years now, you know, up to almost three years now. We talked about doing something of this nature and how we would do it. So he, they gave me the ability to really think about it and to really develop the business and develop the, 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 the brand actually came later. But, uh, yes, I mean, that, that kind of helped facilitate what we were going into. And then, you know, fast forward to, to October this year, we're going through, you know, we, the family comes together and this building shows up and, you know, I looked at the the landlord and the, you know, the landlord's been, been great to us. And uh, yeah, he said, shout know. out the landlord earlier. David, David. Yeah. David, yeah. yeah, he's been great. He's, you know, he's allowed us to get that building, you know, get it up, get everything built, get our, get our smokers in. And, you know, it's just been, um, it's, it's, it's helped facilitate what we knew could happen. Right. Right. So we, we go into open, we had a couple soft opens. We did, we cooked for 400 for the football team. We ran, you know, we kind of ran through it when we were, when we were actually building, I rolled my smoker in. So my first smoker I bought, I bought it in literally COVID 2020. I said, I'm buying a smoker. And I bought a five, I designed a 500 gallon offset uh, towable, so a trailered offset named her Bella. So we, I got Bella 
Literally. <laughs> you got to have a name. Gotta it's like, a name's like a movie. She don't yeah. work good if you ain't got a yeah. name. Right. Uh, it's named after a dog we we had at one time. She was just a she was just a you know she's built like a five hundred gallon, just you know wide and thick and mm-hmm. low to the ground. You know? I got yeah. one just like it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we we you know we I built Bella and I get her home, man. I'm I'm excited as I've ever been to have anything. Right. This is like Christmas. I pull in with a five hundred gallon smoker. It's first time. We there was there was five of us that lived in the house. Everybody got COVID that day. Oh, oh Jesus! No way! I, I hey man, I just went outside and smoked smoked the brisket, did some pork belly. They're all upsized, you know. And this is like real COVID, right? This is the beginning of COVID where yeah. they don't know what's going on. The good they, stuff. Yeah, like the very beginning of it. So three people out of five had COVID at that point. I'm outside smoking briskets, you know. I'm like, hey, if it's gonna take me out, I'm a burn belly the first That's time, right. you know. Um, but. Man, the briskets turned out great. I never got COVID, you know, so I think the smoke had something to do with it. You know, there's so protective, much. Yeah. Protective uh, yeah, incense. Yeah. A little incense. I don't know, but to this day, you know, I was it, it so, kind of worked, so I rolled right through yeah, it. Yeah, so it's safe to say, you know, salt, pepper, oak. Here's COVID. <laughs> there it is. At least, at least oak that's, smoke. That's why he pays me the big dollar. Yeah, right? at yeah, least oak shit. smoke for yeah. sure. Here yeah. come the lawsuits. Then, uh, that's a proof. Fire it's a proof. Only five. So, so let's let's get into the three. I guess you get three three types of main barbecue, right? There we go. But there's really only one, right. I guess, from what it is. So you got what Kansas City, you got what? Um, what's the other? You got Texas, Carolina, and Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, Barbecue is regional, right? You know, it's a regional. St. Louis, yeah, it's a regional item. Um, you know, if you when we when we did live in in Charlotte area, the Eastern Carolina, so in between the Carolinas and South, there was a lot of pig, it was a lot of whole yeah. hog, it was a lot of pulled pork. You know, the, the it's like what's indigenous to that area, the skyline right. style of barbecue. You know what what they're cooking. Yeah, right. you know, like Texas, you got a lot of beef ribs. Yeah, not anywhere else does that. But what about you know? the style and the preparation? Not yeah. so much what the meat is, but I, I know that does play into it, obviously. Yeah. But what about like well the sauces, the technique? Yeah. The Everybody's got ribs, some kind of ribs, right? right. You can prepare ribs pretty much different yeah, ways. And again, it goes back to regional. That that area is more direct heat. You know, it's a direct heat um, either on the ribs or the pigs or the shoulders or whatever they're doing. It's, it's definitely direct heat. Um, in the you know, look look at the Kansas City and all that and look I'm no barbecue connoisseur I'm not right, right. you know I found what I liked and and saw with the ability to see you know what what was going on and how it would operate from a from an operation standpoint right so mm-hmm. I can walk in your restaurant and and see the points of your restaurant and what's going on I have 20 years of that mm-hmm. right so I I saw it from an operational standpoint it made sense it's low front of house overhead it worked during COVID to go is is as good as it is. You know, as better than anything else, as whole meats, it 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 doesn't die if it's whole, so it it travels well. You know, the models for catering and all that. So I just looked at it from a from a business standpoint and saw it as a great as a great niche, as a great as a great operation. Right. Yeah. You know, while I was visiting these places in Texas, and then you try and you're like, oh, okay, now I now I get it. Texas yeah. is always yeah. king. You exactly. Know? They say it all the time, and I think it's true. And, yeah. and you know, you go the you go to Kansas City and places like that. It's you know, it's good barbecue. You yeah. know, I don't, I'm no, there's a great, there's a great barbecue anywhere. Right. I mean, yeah. You can, you can go, you can go any region and find barbecue. You can go to New York city and find barbecue. Um, the, the thing that I think Texas is, is different about is the simplicity of what they do and what they use. You know, it's very specific in what they use. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the thing, you know, yeah. with his, you know, with, with what he's doing, there's nobody else around doing this. No. Not, you know they're not doing it to this to this effect and, and this you know this process this this 
this, you know. Well, that, that was going to ask. What is what is the majority of the barbecue you eat in Mississippi? Well, most of it's like. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's good barbecue. Yeah. It's but it's what cooked, would you consider Texas? It's not you know, it's not cooked on a stick burner's offset. Right. We're we're you all know. wood, no gas barbecue. Right. Okay. So one hundred percent wood. There's no gas that touches our barbecue at any point. Um, and what what that does it it layers a level of smoke on the barbecue that gives it that black barkiness mm-hmm. to it, right? Because you're not going to get it. You're getting that from the carcins that burns off of the wood, right? The smoke, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that flavor is penetrating into the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, the smokers that a lot of these these cats these you know these barbecue places are using, they're Southern prides, they're they're old hickories. They're great smokers. They can turn and burn all day long. Um, the the barbecue the famous barbecue restaurant up the road using JL Oilers Oilers probably the 1970s um, you know was was designed and built out of Texas so it's an all wood barbecue as well it's just a rotisserie right okay. you know that that it puts smoke on it at a different rate we work an offset where it actually pulls smoke through it so it works like a convection okay you know the convection so it's actually, constant. Constant smoke I'm, all the I'm way gonna, through. I'm going to pull up. You you won't be able to see it, but I can describe the photo to you. Yep. I took it the other day. You, you know what, what we're looking at here, and you can describe describe to us that process of the convection versus like a rotisserie style offset, right? Um, I'm going to pull up right here. We've got uh, it, won't, it won't go over there. So this is the one you were doing the ribs on. This is a thousand gallon tank yeah. that your brother converted, right? He was the the mastermind, the engineer behind converting th- this into a smoker. Right, correct. Oh, that's a propane tank, right? It's right. a repurposed propane tank. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, people. Uh, unfortunately, the audio people. I'm sorry, you can't see it, but go look them up. Salt Pepper Oak on Facebook. It's all over their Facebook page. Uh, but the people watching the video, I mean, it's a massive beast of an offset smoker. And and there's probably not another person that has one even close to it. The only two of them I know of is sitting right there at his place. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hand know, built. Yeah. Hand, handmade in in Kill, Mississippi. Um, Andrew Hunt. You know, Zach Hunt. You know, it. it You'll have to take him down that rabbit hole too, because it, it, his family's been fabricating things for a long time. I mean, right. I, I can remember when Andrew and, and his dad got their their uh, plasma cutter or whatever and made two smokers at their shop that day. I still have one of them yeah. in my house. I mean, I, that's the first time I can remember. You know, Vincent being involved in in smoking something was when they was they were smoking. His dad was just built these two smokers and just wanted to show everybody what he what did. What he did, yeah. And and they they cooked some prime ri- uh, ribeyes, smoked ribeyes on there, and it was yeah. the damn best ribeye I ever ate in my life. Yeah. You know, I don't even it, remember how you remember that, but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, remember it, it now. I, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you remember when I he, still have that smoker at yeah, my house. I mean, I remember, I remember seeing it then, and that's kind of what – sparked me into yeah. that it was was when he built that offset and it was like man look at this grill he just built and 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 the, the taste of the meat off of it mm-hmm. like just yeah my, way different. my father's been thinking about it for a lot of years he's the type that will that will get an idea and he will maul it and process it and process it and maul it and have every detail figured out and, and then at that point he can build it you know <laughs> there's there's nothing that him that he can't build he that builds, he's in he develops race cars Okay. Yeah, yeah we've, race we've been racing since the early 90s in dirt racing um and this last year we actually just got a new car so we're gonna we're gonna we're actually getting another one this year so we're gonna we're gonna head out to outlaw speedway your buddy yeah Zach, uh, he's Zach, coming yeah Joey. when's that coming uh we you know his schedule yeah. who knows so. it's, it's, <laughs> it's fun he's coming I mean? he said he would do it yeah um, if you ain't ever had a chance to go to a uh a, a a dirt race, man. That's it's real racing. Stuff. When we were in when we were in high school, they had I don't know if y'all remember, but they had uh, Sun Sun Coast on Minge. Yeah, and we would we was there every Saturday, almost every Saturday. His dad was running that one nineteen car. We were we were there, 
And dude, the smell of that going into it, like that that alcohol burning, was like you can't you can't describe it and you can't replace it. It's like it was like nothing else, dude. It was awesome. They come around a corner and all of a sudden that that cloud of dust hits you in the face. Oh, dude, <laughs> I've never been to a dirt race. <laughs> it, it was. You, if you're on my Instagram, you can pull legit. up our car. It's that yellow one on our Facebook. Uh, no, I'm not on it. Uh, so got, is that, that going to be the page. salt and pepper oak car next year? We're, we we have <laughs> he has multiple sponsors, and if anybody wants to get on the side of it, they're more than welcome. Um, but it will have salt, pepper, oak on, a, on, yeah. the, on the roof of it for sure. Yeah, I mean, we that's could, we could sneak a brown water sticker. on We put a brown water yeah, sticker. Slap on one on there. Yeah, there. Right hey, takes we off. got our own whiskey now. Might as well have an hour. I mean, right race car he, too. He convinced me to buy a sponsorship <laughs> on his Fender because he said he'd never lose. So uh-huh. I was like, it's true. There I mean, it is. He we literally raced five times and won twice last year. So I mean, this is we we're we're putting a lot of stock in the Scott Scott Lander's our driver. Um, he's a he's a great guy. He's a great driver. And Dad went out and and he's got the best that he can get. I mean, we have a, we're, we're running a, a, a 23 Longhorn, which Longhorn's the top chassis right now in dirt racing for uh-huh. anybody that just turned off. We apologize, but you know, we're a little nerdy when it comes to that, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but we love it. You know, we bought it. We actually ordered that thing from the Labonis before they actually sold um, to um, Steve Apron who owns it now, but it is the top chassis in dirt professional late model racing. And we're, we, we brought it to outlaw, tw- uh, I think twice last year and won both times. So, the, we we set the bar high for Scott, but yeah, but I that's just, that's what we do. You know, I was gonna say I like that you take it to the extreme. Whatever you're oh, doing, yeah. if it's racing yeah. or if it's barbecue, you know, you go through it with a fine tooth comb. Winners win. To, yeah. be, <laughs> to be successful, that's what you got to do. Yeah. That's mean, right. It's, it's the truth. Well, yeah. well, take us through those big giant yeah. behemoth, so, behemoth uh, smokers. You got two of those, right? Yeah, two. So I looked at them. I said, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this. I need I need smokers because my 500 gallon won't. It's not efficient. It's, I mean, it's everything I can do to, to keep her, to keep her rolling with as much wood as I can chop down. Right. Yeah. So we, I said, we need, we need an efficient pit. So we're going to have to build it. Um, there's a lot of builders. There's a lot of pit builders out there. Some of the top, the number one pit builder in America for this style of pit, Sonny Moberg. And a Moberg is, is a hundred percent the best pit you can buy. And they're probably nine months waiting time. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, yeah. the, the designer pits coming out nowadays, the mill scales, you know, the Austin Smoke Works, the Syntex Smokers, which just sent Joe Rogan a smoker, yeah, right? Yeah, You know, so Joe Rogan's posting about, you know, Texas-style barbecue. That's what we do, mm-hmm. right? So we we took what we knew, and I'd, I had worked on these smokers. I'd been to Texas. I had worked with, you know, the Sausage Sensei. I'd worked with these uh, these guys that are in the area doing barbecue. So I, I immersed myself in it, not just in YouTube and, and books, but I actually took the time, took the, the, the money, and went down there and and worked with these guys and saw the pits and had an idea of what we wanted. And I told those two, those two, I told my Andrew, my brother, I said, you know, my brother and my father, I said, let's, you know, we're going to do this, but to be efficient, we got to do two because it's, it's cheaper for me to buy two right now right. and have them transported down here. And we bought them out of Georgia uh, from a refurb plant, brought them down. They, they, you know, they start working within 45 days. We got pits. So I mean, <laughs> Dang. Man. I mean, they went to work. It's, I'm a, it's I'm, so awesome, I'm a man. Flash, I'm going to flash the brisket slayer killer. What was it? Slayer? No, there's Lottie May and Too Fat. I know. You you, you said that. Oh, it's the brisket oh, Lottie, May, Lottie May can cook a brisket better than anybody. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lottie May right here. All right, so I got the picture of the door here where you yeah. put the where you put the mm-hmm. uh, the the logs in. Yeah. Explain to people what they're seeing with the, the two baffles there. I don't know if you can tell. People watching on the live and the replay. Down there, that double barrel, uh, underneath the double barrel sign here, that electrical box, underneath that, it's a, it's a baffle there that can open and close, and it's – you explain. Yeah, yeah our, our sets work by drawing air across, right? So it's going to pull from our 10-inch stack on the other side. So we have a 10-inch riser 
um, to a to a 12 inch 90 root reducer. So anytime you have fire on one side and cold air on the other side, it pulls through. You travel, yeah. So yeah. that little door allows us to control the airflow through into the fire, mm-hmm. so we can maintain temperatures evenly across the pit. So that's essentially what it does. It just opens or closes depending on what temperature we want to run the pit. I love that's that. That's awesome. That man. is. Yeah, and was, in, I mean, I'm guessing you use most time oak, but do you use 100% venture? oak? 100% that's oak. We do. All right, no pecan, no nothing like that. Name, all oak. It ain't salt, pepper, well, oak, pecan. Well, oak, I mean, I don't know cherry. if there's a slash in the back. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, I, mean, I tell you why, because oak, oak gives you the most consistent flavor across it. Right. In, in Texas, they use post oak. Post oak's a cousin to white oak. Here, we don't have a lot of post oak. It's more white oak, so it's a barkier um, oak that we'll use. And what we're looking for is about eight months season, so it's about a sub-20% moisture meter on it. Uh, that way it, it gives even amounts of BTUs because we're just we're using it for fuel, right? So right. we want it to burn even. We want it to burn the same amount of time as the other logs. And are, are you bringing this oak in? Are you finding it around here? Or what are you doing with we're, it? We're Right now I'm working through you need some wood guys as many here. wood guys as I can find because I'm burning roughly about a half a quarter a week, and that's only one day a week. Oh, oh wow. So Ooh. we'll get up to probably, you know, when we're, you know, the goal is to get more days, but we're never, we'll never go five days. We'll probably end up at that location two days. Um, two solid days. I want to do breakfast and lunch. We'll never do dinner. Um, barbecue to me is a lunch place. You know, it's not dinner. It's, it's, it's lunch or to go or catering or, you know, something of that nature. So, um, I just want to stay away from that, but I do love breakfast. And, um, since we're there, right. You're already there. A lot of our food kind of transfers over to breakfast. So we'll, we'll at some point get to breakfast and then, um, a few more days a week, um, as we can grow and I get staff and all that nature. So, what 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 are you doing breakfast? Would you do the bacon, the sausage? Yeah, I mean, you know, bacon is a simple process if you know how to if you if you can understand a cold smoking and a curing. So I'd like to make our own basic bacon. We make our own sausage already. So you flip that to a breakfast. We can use brisket for you know tacos and stuff right. of that nature. So it just leans itself because we're there. The labor's there. Yeah, you're you know, already there. You might sense. as well open it back up. You know, yeah. and, and breakfast. Breakfast can be a grab and go item. You know, you, you there's a there's a sweet spot on breakfast when it comes to price. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think we can get right into where we want to be with that. So something you can grab and go into work and and you know think about it later or, or just kind of be like, man, you know that that was good. But we're gonna do everything breakfast. the right way. Oh, breakfast, breakfast burrito, brisket burrito, yeah. jalapeno yeah. on it. Yeah, Come on, I want to make my own tortillas. I want to make my own biscuits. You know, it's so easy to go from scratch <laughs> these like, days. You know, hit the next level. Right, you know, right? exactly. You, you ain't buying no pre-made stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's easy. He's talking about you making know? tortillas. I'm gonna flash on the screen here too. This is the finished product. Obviously, we have some sitting on the table. We'll get into that here in just a second. But this is off of your face. So it's page like a, as well. a charcuterie board. Yeah, you got the sides too. I see in baked beans. I see what what all you got? Green beans that yeah, you're doing all well, in house, right? Well, yes, everything's in house. We'll yeah. have four staples: so baked beans, green beans, potato salad, coleslaw, and then we do a kale and cabbage. Salad that that will always be a staple, and then we'll rotate into mac and cheese. Uh, yeah, yes, mac, mac and cheese, cheese as well. So, and then we'll rotate stuff in as it as as we feel like you know if it's something we want to cook or you know yeah I, I want to leave that open for variety in the future. What are your staples in the meat? What do you always have on the menu? We always have the Texas Trinity. So you're going to have brisket, ribs, sausage, okay. house made sausage. We do a jalapeno cheddar right now, um, and then from there, pork belly is a huge, yeah. huge favorite. I, I'm, you know, I, <laughs> I look at it. I think it's Donnie and I had this conversation earlier. It, it's it it lends it to more of an appetizer than a lunch item to me because it eats so heavy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're, it's you're, real. Oh my god! Oh, all all yeah. of it's rich to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, if if everybody's cooked pork butt before or pork belly, excuse me. Oh, uh, you know, you you 
you're thinking, oh, man, I'm going to get this five-pound pork belly and cook it. <laughs> yeah. you going to eat like three pieces. Yeah, dude. It's like it never fails. It's like you and your buddy sitting there, and you made this good pork belly, and then you like you get about two bites into it, and it's like, man, I don't know if we should eat all this. <laughs> I can't eat all this. It's like it's <laughs> my, so rich, My man. tummy hurts. It's like, eating, yeah. you know, you, like if you were eating straight butter. I mean, it's yeah. so rich. Well, especially know? now that everybody's doing the pork belly burn in. Right, right. So now you're dipping them in sauce and putting them in more yes. butter, and then yep. you eat like two of them, and you're like – your heart's going. Oh yeah, you probably mm. shouldn't eat this anymore. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> felt that feeling. It's like, oh god, yeah, man, man, you immediately sleepy, get, get lethargic. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You want to take a nap? I got a, I got a, I got a video here. I'll play. I got two of them. They're ten seconds a piece. But one is the briskets on, uh, on the on the smoker here. So I'm gonna flash that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I guess we didn't Wait, get into that. You, uh, the mic's muted on the, oh, okay. on, the on the uh for the for the live people. So you can see right there, uh, you can see right there the briskets on the smoker, and that's a lot of brisket, man. Yeah, that's a what, lot I mean, of brisket. Numbers wise, what can you do, brisket wise? I mean, how many brisket? If you had to just smoke briskets on one smoker, how many could you do? That's what, how he's doing it too, yeah. right? Just doing the one, and then the other was for the ribs and. Yeah, right? I'm. I'm we'll, well, we'll work back and forth depending. Like we were cold smoking while you were there. We were cold smoking sausage. Um, and we had the briskets cooking on the other one. I can get explain 20, cold smoking to me. Twenty six briskets on one smoker, so I'm about Jeez. about fifty four is my max, and and we think that's a lot, and it is a lot, right? If we're cooking fifty four briskets at you know probably ten pounds each, so you're looking at five hundred plus pounds, right? Um, but you you know a brisket can yield twenty people, right? So if I tell you, okay, yeah, briskets, you know X. Kind of, you know, they kind yeah. of squawk yeah, a little bit. At his house on the you Super Bowl, know? and it's about fifteen. Yeah. How many people? Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> we smashed it. Yeah. But or, or, it was or, or it was plenty brisket. enough food for oh, one brisket, absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Oh, there was tons of food there. It was yeah. leftovers. So Holy you're feeding crap. you're feeding a lot more people than what you expect off right. one brisket. Oh, so yeah. I would tell anybody, any barbecue enthusiasts out there, if you think you need X, uh, kind of, you know. Figure that a four to six ounce portion per person because you can't really eat that much brisket. No, no you make yourself tough. sick. It's it's, you make yourself sick. It's, yeah, it's kind of like them burning ends. You know, it's it's got so much fat in it, but that's what's the best thing about it. Yeah. yeah. But then you you know you you get into it. I mean, if it's not like chopped brisket on a sandwich, you're not gonna. Oh, eat, that's you're gonna eat two pieces, three pieces yeah. of that, and be be like, all right, it's man. A, it's a delicacy. It's a yeah. treat. Yeah. It, it is. You know, it's it a, is. It's an enjoyment. It's like you, you shouldn't eat a ribeye every day, right? You right, know, so. right. But right. on Friday when you get <laughs> right, off, yeah. Right, right. But do, do you all do that too as well? I What's mean, that? do you all offer sandwiches and stuff like that, or is it just yeah. whole meat? So our menu is basic. We have about 22 items on the menu, and I do that by design because I've worked in places where they've had 140 items on the menu. It's crazy. It's an absolute nightmare. You just run out, yeah. yeah. Um, what we want to focus and do what we do and do it well, right? So and you can't focus and do something well if you're trying to do – a hundred different things. Right. So we have three sandwiches, you know, chopped brisket, uh, pulled pork, sliced brisket, which is essentially the same. Um, I'll do a sausage link sandwich, and then we make a hamburger out of our brisket grind. So we're able to smoke Ooh, a smoke a, smoke, smoke a hamburger. Yeah. I make Special my cheese sauce. sauce on top, and then it's got some Lottie sauce on it. Uh, my grandmother was famous for her hamburgers and her fried chicken, so we kind of adopted that, and you know, it's kind of morphing into that Lottie burger. Uh, that, that was your grandma's name? It was. That was yeah. my great grandma's name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so everybody kind of knew her as hamburgers and french fry, uh, hamburgers and, and and fried chicken. So, you know, kind of, we kind of morphed that burger into that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's things that we need to do to, you know, to, to get rid of the process of trimming our briskets. Cause I will trim the briskets probably at a 65% yield. So, I mean, we're taking a lot of that brisket down. Okay. You know, the, if the brisket is, is going to burn, if it's too thick in some sides, uh, the fat has to be a, a perfect eighth of an inch. You can kind of see it on the slices too. 
Um, as I'm looking at that brisket, it's dying, obviously, but you can see a good, nice eighth of an inch to a quarter of inch fat along along yep. the top of the moist. That helps keep the – you want that yellowing of that fat to help render the fat. It gives it a different flavor. So when you cut your brisket and your fat's really white, yeah. you didn't you didn't render it. So it's going to have a little bit of a of a, of a roast flavor almost. Mm-hmm. You know, if you and ever taste the brisket. I guess that's from not cooking it long enough. Yeah. It's, right. it's at, a low, fat at, a low, at a low temperature. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's actually at a higher temperature. Really? So we'll, 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 when you and I talked about the Traeger grill that you have and how you, how you want to cook it, yes, um, you need to put low and slow smoke on it early. Right, you know, and when that thing hits 170 degrees, crank it 285 and let it ride, you know, because we you need it, you need that fat to caramelize on it. Okay, because if not, that low fat it will penetrate and it will start to change the color, but it won't change it fast enough. What about drying out though? That's the that's the scariest part. You got to yeah. develop your bark, so the bark protects it, the interior of the meat. Yeah, well, he doesn't, okay. he doesn't even wrap those. These right. are no wrap, so right. we don't wrap them the whole time. Uh, we only wrap them to rest. And, you, and most of your bark comes from stick burners, right? Hundred percent. But you yeah. can get you can get bark on your Traeger. Yeah, I've You're, seen it online. I mean, unless they're lying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they bought one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they swapped it out. You, know, you yeah. can't just leave it sit all day. You got well, you know. Yeah. I will tell you, some it. of those YouTube videos will steer you in the wrong direction. Really, hundred percent. On purpose. On purpose. On purpose. I've yeah. seen Come it. Come on, now. I can look at it. Yeah, I can tell yeah, you no, that. I don't want Jared you, Seymour turning yeah. out the best brisket. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you go listen, and you know, we're, I don't, I don't knock restaurants. Go listen, to Aaron Franklin talk about how to cook barbecue in his original videos, and like. 2010, 11, whenever he was putting them out at first in the beginning, you would burn briskets if you really? listen to that. Yeah, if you if you follow his recipe in the book, sometimes it do it. But um, what what we do and what anybody can do um, is you put your brisket on as low as you can, right? You season it, season it as as much as you want with black pepper. You are not going to to right. hurt the brisket, right? The pepper is actually going to mute over time. Uh, most pepper that you get is not fresh cracked, anyways. You're buying it buy a good sized pepper, right? You know. Okay. They say 16 mesh, 12 mesh works. Coarse grind works from, you know, any any rouses or wherever you right, shop yeah. at. Do you use a binder? No. Just straight no, on the meat. Not necessarily. Straight on the meat. Time. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Damn it. Well, I'm, I'm asking questions. I'm learning here, Yeah, man. me too. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, shit. So a lot of people rub it with mustard, well, yeah. olive oil. It's like, it's like Stale Cracker says. It's, it's, if you like that. Yeah, then do it. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, Well, it's, I've always heard it, it makes to. it stick. I, I, learn, I learn a lot of things because – from him because I'm looking at it from like you guys are like a like a We're I'm a backyard guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm yeah, a yeah. trial and error guy I'm a, I'm not gonna have as much time as as Vincent does to develop my flavors and right. put them on meat you know separately so I'll go buy meat church this or right or, or you know right. killer hog killer that, hog yeah and 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 whereas he can dissect everything and and see how much salt he wants on this how much pepper he wants and 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 you know whatnot and, and and that's that's kind of where where backyard and 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 professional professional, professional yeah. or or, yeah. or or like service you know like a restaurant industry yeah because yeah. typically you know like it's like cooking a steak you know everybody always says you know i i can cook a better steak at my house you know myself than this restaurant can but you know it's convenient for us to go to this restaurant and do it because i ain't got to spend all that time right and 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 where he's carrying that over from the backyard to restaurant and and you know I like I said I learned a lot from him just just you know that yeah. I didn't know just because I'm I'm trial and error whereas he's had a background in it right how you know? however you want to do barbecue is how you should do it it's mm-hmm. like boiling crawfish right right you know everyone in here can sit here and tell each other how to boil crawfish however you want to barbecue do it right. the way that we barbecue is for efficiency is for a distinct a distinct flavor and then that way. W- 
you know, from a call standpoint, if I got to use mustard, if I got to use all that, I'm taking more labor, more time. More money, right. And that's, and that's yeah. what more I was getting into at, it. you know, like, like, like what he's talking about, you know, it takes more time, more people, more ingredients. Right. Yeah. To do that when it's, when it's not necessary right. for him to Have do Have I well, done it? it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't affect the flavor. I can tell you that. I mean, no, I, 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 I was, that's hands down the best brisket I've yeah. ever had. I wouldn't just so, say that because yeah. Yeah. we're you're friends here. and you're on I the show. It. Yeah, I would just say it was good. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> Hands we down really didn't like it, but it was great. Yeah, it was hands down the best one I've ever had. So we're going straight brisket, straight salt and pepper. So we'll layer it, though. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll after we trim our brisket, and there's a 100 YouTube videos out there for how to trim brisket, right? Mm -hmm. um, find you one that you can understand. It took probably – 30 briskets for me to figure out what I'm well, doing. And, and, it's tough because they're not cheap. Well, not and, cheap. and just from like, you know, a back, every brisket's a, different. A, a backyard perspective is like, you, you know, we're at home trimming a brisket for us, you know, mm -hmm. and, and to serve one brisket. Mm -hmm. These guys are doing it to serve 20 or, right. or 40. Yeah. You know, so you can imagine the cook, the, you're trying to make everything uniform so the cook time is. I, is identical right, right. you know you, you, obviously it's they're not all going to be exact but you, but you want to be within size. that same yeah. frame you know 10 to 12 to pounds i'm pulling this thing there. off and and this one's coming off two to three four five minutes ten minutes later whatever yeah not 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 like an hour apart you know so i mean that's that's a i mean that's a it's a challenge mm -hmm. you know i mean that's they, they got to be a lot more precise on how they do things and and Deal yeah. with time efficiency too. Correct. You know, and then the waste, the waste, the waste goes right. right back into the hamburgers and sausage and everything else. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of waste that can get away from you. You know, you trim yeah. one brisket, you take it from 16 pounds down to you know 10 pounds. Oof. Right. Yeah, so you got six pounds. You got yeah. six pounds of money in there. Yeah. You know I mean, right. Now you got to figure out what to do with it. But no, you know there, and then you know picking briskets. Uh, there's a there's a great trick. If you go buy a brisket, I will always tell you buy prime brisket. Yeah. Don't buy anything but prime. Okay. I've tried it. We've cooked choice. We've cooked select. We've cooked it all. What happens is if you if you're gonna use the flat of the brisket, right? The brisket has two muscles, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. It has a point of flat, flat that overact yep. like that. If you're gonna use the flat, you gotta buy prime. If you don't want to use the flat. You, you know, buy, don't the, matter. buy the cheaper one. Buy the, the choice, yeah. buy select. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've noticed that. Every time I've ever had one. Cut that flat right off. The flat off. is like, and, it's and, the, that's the yeah. son of a bitch and, that you can't get right. Yeah, the, the, it always the points always, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's good. good. It's it's just, I've had some of mine that are better, some are right. worse, but they're always good. Well, it's just There's, like anything. I mean, you get a, a ribeye, you, you, you get a prime ribeye. Right. You get a, a choice or select. You, you can tell the difference. The marbling's different. So you can only imagine how it affects a 15, 16-hour cook. Right. You know. Well, yeah. I, I was getting to the point where I was going to start cutting them apart, separating them. A lot of know? people do. So, yeah. do I, just out of anger. You know yeah. what I mean? It's do like, it. because it's thinner. It takes, I don't, I don't blame you. It, it's, the flat's going to take, I, in my mind, you're going to correct me, I'm sure, but it, it right. doesn't take as long, right? It's thinner piece of meat. I feel like, well, I'm drying this piece out while I'm trying to get this one to cook. Well, and, and that's the one of the tricks to the trim and. <laughs> Even positioning. And positioning. I, yeah. That's right. another thing I right, haven't right, investigated right. too, too much, you know, oh, online. Yeah. yeah. And I guess there's a lot of stuff that comes into it I as well, but there, I mean, like the 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 uh, stall, mm -hmm. a stall on a regular oh, yeah. cooker. Explain the shit out of that. Yeah, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying. So, and then the Texas crutch. Do you, I'm sure you don't use that, but I mean, there's people who do, right? Well, yes, to use aluminum foil. Correct. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, what happens with a brisket in a stall is the the meat hits a temperature on the inside, and you can kind of see it in that brisket where there's that intermuscular, you know, the 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 collagen 
that runs through that holds the muscle together. Same thing you're putting your coffee and it's going to you know make you live longer. Right. right. Well, that's the same thing that's running in between the 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 the, the muscle fibers, right? Okay. So what happens is at at about 160 degrees, that starts to sweat, and when that sweats, it actually cools down the meat around it. So you'll hit 160 degrees, and we watched it on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Donnie was there all day with us, and we hit 160 degrees. We're probably I don't know, seven hours in, we're like, oh, yeah, this oh, is yeah. going to be a great cook. Yeah. You know, it come 15 hours later, we were still there, yeah. and we're hitting <sighs> we're hitting 173. Oh, right, you and know? you want to panic yeah. a little. Well, yeah. Like, the the at-home guys, I, you want to panic a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Like, what's going well, on? Well, I, yeah. guess, I guess the difference is when you're cooking at home, you don't have 15 hours. Well, like, you I want to cook them at, like, and, maybe and, 8, and, 10, and, yeah. overnight, well, 15 hours. I'm like, what is and, going and, on? And that's the that's the golden rule is 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 – you know this kind of barbecue. If you want good barbecue, you cannot be can't in rush a hurry. it. Yeah, yeah. It's like cooking gumbo. It's like cooking, you know, stuff like you know. It, I like cooking things that take a shitload of time to cook because mm-hmm. I mean the flavors develop. There, well, it's there. part of the fun, right? Right. Yeah. It's a ritual. Yeah, it's a ritual. You get all your buddies around. You you bowling crawfish. You know, you got your your system and and you know whatever. But brisket barbecue, slow cooked barbecue. It's like man. You cannot cut your time short. Yeah, it's it's the biggest failure that everybody has in backyard barbecue. I think is is that, you know, we're thinking, hey man, you know, like you said, I want to do an eight hour cook on a brisket, but then you think about it, it's like, well, I got to have, you know, a couple hours to rest this thing at one fifty to make the flavor, you know, bring right. out the flavor like this. Yeah, you'll be fine. Police, a little police action in the background. You well, I, mean, I guess we're we're just like like you said when you're back bay. I mean, backyard yeah. ballers get home from a soccer game. Man, I can throw some real cool. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got four I, hours. I, I can throw some chicken dude, wings. Real, on. I can't, chicken wings. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. Ribs tell you. are a little more forgiving. They're slightly time wise. I mean, but right? Depends on your style. You yeah, always okay, got to right, overshoot right. it. When they say four hours online, yes. you better give it about yes. six. Well, yeah. and that's the worst thing, man. Googling is like. You know, Googling is like a generic you know, answer. There's a generic answer. It's just like if you was trying to be a Google doctor and right, <laughs> you're right. gonna die. Dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's bad. I mean, it's bad with because who's writing this stuff? Yeah, right. you know, and what what cooker are they using and all this? Yeah, I mean, there's so many variables. variables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, every, it's huge. Every cook variables. is different. I mean, you, you you could be listening to a guy that's in Colorado where the altitude's different Correct. down here, mm-hmm. and he's got his stuff set up different than you do. And it's you know we're we're burning yeah. in the summertime. It's it's already a hundred degrees down here. You know, so cold smoking, right. like like Vincent's talking about. You know, my 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 Tammy's grandfather lives up in Pennsylvania, and he 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 takes a hog every year, totally breaks it down. You know, smokes his yeah. bacon, smokes his Bill. butt, all him. that stuff. Yeah. And uh and and you know he can do that up there because the temperature is 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 right for him to smoke at that low temperature. And and cure all this meat, and whereas we try to do it, it'd be rotten. Dude, so we could, yeah, we couldn't even make smoke happen. Because it's already 105 yeah. degrees, you know, and and, and humidity is different. You right. know, I mean, there's a lot of variables. The 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 cold smoking you were talking about. Explain that process so versus regular smoking. For and not to jump back, but for anybody that's wanting to barbecue at your house, give yourself time. Yeah. Yes. Don't give yourself six hours. It needs to be done. No golden rule. Cook your brisket the day before. You told okay. me that the other day. Go Cook your brisket yeah. to 190 degrees, 185 degrees, right? You know, don't don't go 203, don't go 206. Let it rest about a 165 internal temperature. Wrap it up in foil, Texas Crunch, right? right. And then and then either put it in your oven at low, right? The lowest your oven will go. Or wrap it really tight in a really hot cooler and let it sit in a cooler overnight. Yeah. Well, he taught he you told know? me a trick about boiling water and put it, you know, making the cooler hot. Yeah, yeah get yeah, your cooler hot. in the cooler. It's like, like if you pour yeti. boiling water yeah. in a yeti cooler yeah. and then and then that is steaming hot. You your know? brisket will be 
your brisket will be phenomenal. And how long will that keep? 24 hours yeah, if you oh, keep yeah. it at 150. You, you need to keep it at least 145 to 150 degrees, hot holding temperature for mm-hmm. some time temperature abuse issues with, with, um, with you know, right. some bacteria yeah. growth. Right. Um, but if you can get it at 150 degrees and you can hold that brisket, you're, you're golden. Even some, most ovens go to about 160 to 170. That's fine. Just rescue brisket a little bit lower internal temperature. Rest it down to 160. Put it in your 160 degree oven. It'll maintain. It'll actually have it. It'll have a better flavor the next day because it rested. All the juices re rehydrated back, out, back yeah. into it. The bark has time to settle. Just like anything, it has time to just relax. <clears throat> you know, it's stressful going yeah. through that environment. What te- what temperature did you say you're not absorbing smoke anymore? <sighs> it really depends. Once you set that bark, you know, I, I'm you can really wrap right after your stall if you're a wrapping type person. Right. So once you get past 175, and that's where the point meets the flat, I would suggest temping it right okay, there. Okay. 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 Don't okay. tempt the point. Don't tempt yeah, the bottom of the, the flat. The tip of the point. <laughs> it's 205. I'm done. Yeah. Like, nah, the rest Take of it's it 140. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I I temp, I temp briskets <laughs> right there. This is tough. Because yeah. you got to. It's like so right in the middle. Dude, yeah. right. right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle where they two meet. Get. Hit it at once, you know, get it through the stall, get it to 175, wrap it, you should have an hour and a half left. I don't care how big your brisket is, crank that Traeger up to 200, 300 degrees. If it's wrapped, put it in your... Put it in your oven. Right. Yeah. It's wrapped. Why are you sitting out there watching a smoker when you got... You know, two inches thick aluminum foil on. Let's right. bust into some of this. We've been sitting here talking. Let's let's t- you take a couple bites. I, mean, I, know, you've been looking I, at I ate it earlier. I've been looking at it. That sausage. Yeah. We still have one. We still got sausage. So explain what we got here. We got this homemade sausage. So we did. We'll it. And it's kind of dead now. So yeah. 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 There it is. So we got homemade sausage. Yep. That's That's a cheddar jalapeno sausage. So everything we make in house, it is cold smoked. The cold smoke process on sausage. Um, Hold on, big he, boy. He Hold on, a, big guy. He, he wants and then, to, he and wants then to we warm got, that sausage up. <laughs> your, moist, your moist brisket, and then we have some some spare ribs up there. Okay, and what about them ma- pickles right there? Those are sweet heat pickles. We make our own pickles in-house. I typically have two styles of pickles right now, a sweet heat and an LNR, I call it. Uh, so it's just a quick pickle. All right, Tubbs, what you no, want? I just want to, I'm going to get right here. I'm going to get right uh, here. There's some sliced if you want. Of course you got the biggest piece. There it is. I ain't afraid of Donnie. I'm going to take one of these ribs. So what's your favorite to cook? Sausage, brisket, ribs. What, what, what? What's your what's your Gumbo, wheelhouse? Gumbos, you know. It, no, I mean, look, I'm you know, I love to cook. I got into barbecue because a, I love the niche. I seen it. I said, this is great. This is phenomenal. Damn, this is good. Mm-hmm. But what I enjoy doing is I enjoy working through the process of the cook, seeing how the cook went and how can I make it better next week, right? So I look at this. I look at this brisket as a very judgmental eyes i i taste everything we try it i typically eat it the next day because i'm so tired of looking at it yeah. you know come saturday then i'll eat it on sunday and then i'll kind of critique it but um you know the the brisket to me is hand down is going to be Would the you judger put, you put squeeze cheese on that wouldn't you absolutely oh, not. I, I figured it not figured, this no yes you no this is just you don't Slice it like a like a summer sauce. Could be good. Put squeeze mm-hmm. cheese on it. I probably would. I just would admit <laughs> yeah, to I it. I know you would. Yeah, why not? I might. That is that is legit. That's awesome. But you, I like you like the math and science behind it. You like the yeah. technique. You the like process. the process. The process. That's right. You know, just to just to try. Look, you're never going to have perfect barbecue. Your bar- your barbecue is always going to be. You know, it's the most worrying, sickening feeling is going into like we'll cook we'll cook sixteen briskets this week. You know, so you know Friday Friday we cook them all day Friday night. You know, we're in it, and you're like, I don't even know what this brisket tastes like coming 11 o'clock tomorrow. Right. You know, so I will literally slice a plate at 10 o'clock. It's it's like making whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't know what it's going to taste like until you're ready to slice it. So I'll slice one plate, you know, right before we open 
then we just to make sure we, we go through it we look at it we taste it we critique it and then we we kick the doors open and slice it so yeah it is nerve-wracking that's a that's that a that's, that's a great a great segue uh i'm gonna flash the video we're gonna talk about saturday this was just this past saturday yeah. what today's the 28th damn my mouse yeah, did, we, did, Dude, did, you talk about, did you talk about the, the flavors of sausage you have no you the, well this is jalapeno cheddar okay. this you one. have more we we're we're we did a mild green onion before um i i am going to do an andouille um, just because I u- I'll use undoey and some stuff that I make, um, but we'll 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 go down the road of sausage because sausage. When I was taught by Bill Dumas on Instagram, he's a sausage sensei. Uh, I went out to <laughs> that's <laughs> I this man Jared was a sausage. No sensei. baby, this man <laughs> goes. That's a different one. Yeah, yeah. you're projecting, <laughs> sir. I'm, sir, you're projecting. My yeah. bad. That's what Heather told me. Yeah, <laughs> shit. That's his Instagram. But he, you know, he looks at sausage as an artistic standpoint, where it is a blank palette. So you can literally turn sausage into anything. So right. I have some ideas on sausage that I want to do, uh, just kind of make it a little bit cooler in our area and things that we do. Uh, there is a guy, there they are a few people doing this style of barbecue, uh, New Orleans. We go to uh, Central City Barbecue in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. um, you don't think New Orleans is famous for barbecue? Like no, no. They're not. They're, it's seafood. Yeah, well, yeah. Central City, Central City, the guys down at um, – um, LA 32 and Bell Chase. That that cat's got two two little offsets, and then um, Gonzo's in Luling, uh, Louisiana. He's got two 500 gallon mill, uh, mill scales that he's doing Fridays only right now. I think he does something on Thursdays, but he is putting out phenomenal barbecue. You know, so there and there's a there's a guy that I talked to today, Brad from uh, Big Thicket Barbecue in Lake Charles. I'm sorry, uh, Ritter area. So there are people doing it. That there's old a Joey Bart's over there in yeah. Twitter. Yeah, there's a little bit of a network of guys that are doing it. You know, it's typically a really it's it's more like a family niche group. So once you're in there, you kind of have that that you get um, a card. You <laughs> ca- yeah, you <laughs> yeah. kind of you yeah. kind of can bounce some things off of. Um, there's a there's a uh, James Cruz that I've, I've been dealing with out in New Orleans. He actually won uh, Memphis in May. He was a he was a um, he was a pit master for Central City, and he works for Deep South Blender. So he kind of. He's kind of been, you know, my liaisons in this area where I kind of just talk to him and I talk to Brad a lot about, hey, what do we, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. You know, but you kind of, you kind of jump in on your own, and you know, I know these guys, but at the end of the day, it's me and Andrew. You know, I've taught Andrew how to kind of he he mans my pits while while once we get everything on it, and I can go in and start doing all the other stuff that needs to be done. So you know, the 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 pit crew or pit master title and that, you know, chef and pit master, those are titles that are given out. I don't really like to be either one of them. Uh, you're not going to master that pit. Right. You're, you're, you can't control fire. It is what it is. Yeah, right. Uh, do we a just, paddle one. Well, we every, just, we just every, ride the flame. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, every, that's every, it. You, you got to be able to adapt. Everyone's different. I mean, hell, he's got two pits that's built by the same guy, identical. Gonna cook Spec, everything's di- everything's yeah. the same. And, and, they, and you have to know the differences in this pit and this pit, the hot spots, the cold spots, it's, the – it's you know, a dance, you know. Right. It truly yeah. is. Oh yeah, you you, you know? cannot leave. You like he said, Andrew mans them all day. You got a a a, a process operator, right? From a from a, a you know <laughs> truly from, like, a, yeah, from yeah, industrial yeah. plant, like sitting there working. Oh, that was his real pits. title. I thought you saw you calling yeah. that yeah, for yeah, being. No, no, yeah, no, that's yeah, what he is. is. I thought you were talking about all the bit though. No, he is. He is. If you watch him, so he's the one that came up with the design, and he put you know. Not not the design, I, I guess. Well, no, that's, was it's him, all. But, but it I mean, was him, you know, know, Andrew and and that, just going back to his family, you know, Mister Zach and Andrew, you know, are are very mechanically inclined people, right. 
you know, they 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 are the kind of guys that I could say you could send into. They're like MacGyver, man. You can send them into the woods with a box yeah. of matches, a couple of magazines, and some toilet paper, and they build a shopping mall. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's. But they don't need Walmart. They'll build it right. themselves. No, yeah, they, yeah. yeah and, and you know, they'll bitch about it, but they'll get it that's done. The <laughs> necessi- you know, that's that's, how <laughs> that's usually the best one. <laughs> oh, dang, I guess I'll go to work today. I so hope he's bitches. listening. Too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, he I, I hope he is too. I wanted him to come here, man, because yeah. he, he can explain all this stuff. But but like he he you know with the whole automated damper. On that thing, that's amazing. Man. I mean, that's that's using parts that Andrew would use at a, at a production plant, right? You know, and 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 that's kind of like, well, hey, let's let's you know, like like Vincent wanting to elevate, you know, making his own stuff from scratch and all that stuff. That's Andrew elevating. We got these great barbecue pits. We're working the door manually, opening and closing it. It's not as efficient as I think it can be. You know, him and and Vincent, you know, bouncing ideas off right. each other, and it's like. Well, hell, let's let's put an automated, automated damper on yeah. it with a with a with a with a uh, you know reads temperature and it open and close as we need it. And then you know you sit out there and Mister Zach don't say a whole lot. <laughs> he he observes. You can tell he watches everything. But then when he finally does, he's like, "Yep, that door, man." He goes, "That's what makes it." He goes, "That closes, opens, closes, causes smoke in there." You know, it, it's 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 definitely saving time. It's saving. You know, mileage on your feet yeah. going yeah. back and forth. And he probably says, "You know, we I told y'all." Yeah, we yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> I like, told y'all. Well, and not, not to mention, it's named double barrel, and it sounds like racking a pistol. Yes, when you when it hits, load it. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's loud. It's yeah, loud. I like it. I wish we had a. Yeah, that'd be cool if you had a sound. Well, you got the video, it's right, like, man? Yeah. Well, yeah. I got this last video. I don't have. A I mean, video it, of that. if you yeah. don't know, it's there. It scares the hell it out. It does. It's like it's like it hits hard. I bet that sucker gets warm too. It's it's insulated, so the firebox is double insulated. There's actually a 250 gallon tank inside of that square box that you see, mm-hmm. and then we wrapped it in fireproof insulation, and then we built the square box above it. Mm-hmm. Um, it so still it, was warm though. It, it oh, will. I, bet, yeah, I mean, yeah. your 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 cold beds are, are north of 900 to 1,000 degrees. Ooh, so yeah. that tank will get. And a good barbecue guy I tell you today, you know the 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 um, the barbecue pit masters at work that touched pits all day long. Right. So they'll run it from temperature. They'll run by touch. So you should be able to touch your pit for about a second. Um, and that, that kind of tells you yeah. what temperature you're at. So those pits are typically about three-eighths inch thick um, metal the whole way. So when you heat it up all the way until the stack, um, it, it'll hold temperature yeah. evenly. Where your Traeger might have a, a 15 or 20-degree cold spot, ours will actually tend to be a lot tighter right? in cold spots compared to where it's at. Doors and walls, you know, it's, it's any man's game Very, on doors yeah. and walls. So. You know, we put all of our brisket, our bigger briskets towards the wall in the back. We know that the heat rolls down it. It actually kind of caramelizes that burn in and gives that yellowness on that on that uh, moist side of the brisket that you want. Because the the way we cook it, the points always face the fire. You know, that way they can take direct the direct heat onto it, and the flats kind of rest. Right. And then when if you do wrap them, turn your brisket, turn your brisket where your flat actually faces the fire, wherever your fire is on your Traeger, wherever the heat is. Face, once you wrap it, face it the other way. Face the flat towards the fire. That will allow that flat to finish. Dude, that's that's y'all better be writing this down. Yeah. Everybody Somebody listening right to now. it. We'll, we'll give a the, class. This is, yeah. the, this yeah. is the freebie right too. here. This is the freebie. That's a freebie. Let me uh, let me play this response video. This is the uh, off of your uh, no, you sent this to me. Roll this that I got you to beautiful send me. Bring, uh, it's about footage. ten seconds. That we can't hear the audio when we, from us, but this is the response from the community on your your soft opening, which was last Saturday. So let's check it out. You'll see the inside of the restaurant too, and Vincent doing his thing.
That's nice. The turnout looked good. So tell tell us about how it went. Yeah, how the first day. It's got. all the planning, all the science, all the math, all the construction. But it's like uh, when you open them doors, it's a whole new ball game, right? You know, I, I've 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 opened a lot of restaurants. You know, and and the surrealness of opening your own was 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 different for me because it is such an operation where I've done it. So mm-hmm. it's it, to me it's it's lined down to to the minute, right? So my whole day is scheduled coming into Saturday morning, getting ready for service at eleven. So I look at it as it's game day, right? It's our right. it's our it's our suiting up before, you know, big, big game, game, right? Yeah. In the back so, like hit each other in the shoulder uh-huh. pads. Let's go, baby. You know, and, and <laughs> I, I become a little bit of a different person. And I think it's why my wife actually, you know, fell in love with it in the beginning because I kinda turn into that, you know, I, I take control. I, I you know, I'm I'm that guy when mm-hmm. when it's time. So the main reason that we looked at bringing it back home and, you know, home being Hancock County, uh, Mississippi, was that we knew that we could have the support not only from, you know, our direct family, right, but also the support of the community. Because barbecue to me is a community. Absolutely. Um, 100% community-involved restaurant or, you know, culture, right? right. So we wanted, we wanted that. And to see it from day one like that, it was just uh, we were blown away. I mean, we're, we're running on adrenaline, right? We drove all the way back to Baton Rouge at night. Um, we, we're, we're in the process of, of getting a home in Diamond Head and, and getting everything situated. But it allowed my wife and I time because she is as, as good in the restaurant industry as I am. So, you know, that's how we met, right? Right. So it allows me time to kind of bounce stuff off of her. So when we talked about why we, why we want to do it here as opposed to somewhere else, and it's because we knew that the turnout was going to be like that. So at no time did I ever doubt that we wouldn't have a, a – we wouldn't have the people show up. Right. Yeah. It was on me to and produce. Andrew and Anna and Elena to, to produce the product. Yeah. So Anna and I are the only two in the restaurant industry, right? She's got, you know, 10 plus years in it with me. Um, Elena has zero. She's in healthcare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then Andrew's a process, you know. <laughs> so we're like, they're just kind of looking, looking around, shaking her head. Like, is this really going to happen? And, <laughs> and, you know, when we got into the building process of October, you, you didn't know it was going to, you know, you kind of like, when's it coming? When's it coming? But I knew, right? So I knew 30 days out, 45 days out, 15 days out, 10 days out, what the process is going to be to open. So that's why we ran two soft openings. So when I say soft openings, uh, we, we opened our doors to our immediate family and friends. Right. We gave, I gave thousands of dollars of barbecue away because I wanted to slice it. I wanted to serve it. I wanted to taste it. We did that two weekends yeah. in a row. Trial run. Feedback. Yeah, right. Feedback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, need to, I need to feel the pressure without being the pressure. So when we kicked the doors open on Saturday, it felt good. Right. It felt good to have people in there. It felt good to see the families and uh, the friends and everybody show up and, and, and you know, want to lend in hand. We had friends working in the dish room. I'm like, y'all get out of there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this is great. I'm glad everyone's excited, but this is what we do. Yeah. yeah. Right. So and when, when we designed the restaurant, um, the, the restaurant was designed to, I wanted a place that not just, you know, we just come in and, you know, put some, put some decor down, throw some, you know, some tablecloths down and call it a barbecue restaurant. No, you know, I wanted a place that you walked in and you felt like it was, it was different. Like something here is different. Right. So you can kind of see the, the design and Anna being an interior designer, she, I really lean on her. That's hundred percent her. She comes to me with issues and should we do this or should we do that? And, you know, I point in a direction that she, she knows she should already be going just to have that reassurance. But it, it made our, it made <laughs> like, our, I got it. Don't worry about yeah. it. Just, just sit there. Yeah. It, it, it made our restaurant stand out. So not only when they come in and get great food, the restaurant looks beautiful. And then we do market style rest, uh, market style barbecue. So, who else is slicing brisket in front of you? 
who else, what, you know, I'm literally talking, if you two came up, we're going to talk barbecue for that three minutes, four minutes that I'm cutting your food. So we're going to talk about brisket. I'm going to give you a burn in. Right. We're going to talk about the process. You know, it's not just, you know, order, go sit down, wait for somebody to bring you a barbecue. That's the experience, you right? Know, that that person it's a, it's on that atmosphere. block, yeah. Yeah. right? So you're like the, the the subway or the Chipotle of the barbecue game. It's, right. it's prepared like you you get to watch your food go all the way from yep. whoever prepares it to cuts it to hands it to you from the register. Yep. Right. And that's you why there's a line, you know, and that's why there is a line because we are going to take that, you know. It probably I think we we ran 175 people, 165 to 175 people through that line that day, and we we cut for I cut for a solid three hours, so. For three hours, when we kicked the doors open at 11, we didn't stop. And, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you mentioned about Texas barbecue up on Saturdays only, the big, you know, top 50 doing big things. You you kind of want to see a little bit of a line when you go to a place like that, yes. right? I don't yeah. want to just Because you know it's good. Well, yeah. it, it, it's, and, it's, and then it's like communal right. while you're talking to people yeah, and hanging it's out. Part you know? of that. It's part of the ritual. It's, it's part of the, the experience, you know, of – of Texas barbecue, it's like like you said, you got a tent outside, you got people you right. ain't seen in forever. You right? Know, yeah, you're just hanging you out. Know, hey, the politicians are there; they're throwing out cards. They're saying, yeah. "Hey, vote for me." You know, I mean, it's it's an opportunity for everybody to to come together as a community, and and then you go through and and like like hey, he said, like like you go to the butcher on Tucker and and you talk to Jack. It's right? Like, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? What do you recommend? You know, same way with with Vincent. You go in this restaurant and you, and you, you know you've never eaten a beef rib before because nobody so in South Mississippi or Mississippi probably period cooks beef ribs. Yeah, you know, but he has them. Or, yeah, or, or, or pork belly. Yeah, Nick did know? some and they were legit. They were, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's it's tough. I mean, you know, I don't ever remember growing up eating a beef rib. They always ground that stuff up and made hamburger meat out yeah. of it. You know, I mean. If, if you ate it, it was it was a braised short rib. And right. You, you go to the casino and you had braised short ribs. Yeah, all watered down. Yeah. It's the same. It's actually yeah. the same thing. I'm saying flavor wise. Te- technique right? and cooking is different. Yeah, correct. That's right. my point. So that's it's a point. braising technique versus that that let low and slow smoking. But that's what it was. So they would just cut those up into plate short ribs. But but I mean, you know? and, and and you could like I said, you you go anywhere else around here and, and, and not knocking any style of barbecue, mm-hmm. but just saying that that what makes you know salt pepper oak unique. Is like, hey man, I've been seeing you know such and such on barbecue pitmasters cooking these beef ribs. They look awesome. I, I mean, I personally never had one. Uh, I went, I ate one of Jack Stacks in Kansas City one time just because I saw it on TV and I was like, hey man, I gotta hey, try, we'll try it. it out, right? You know, and and then you know when Vincent started talking about cooking them, you know, he he was in uh, over there in, in Baton Rouge cooking them on a small uh, smoker and he was like sending me pictures and videos. It's like, hey man, check this out. And I'm like, where the hell do you even get a beef dinosaur rib ribs? Cook, right? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, they come from Costco, which Mississippi doesn't. <laughs> you have, have to have. ask for them. Well, I mean, yeah, when, when Dixie, when Dixie has them, I yeah, bought some at Win Dixie other day. four bones or three? They probably have the four. Probably the four. The four yeah, is yeah, a short yeah, plate yeah, rib. So yeah. the first three, and the butchers might correct me, but I believe it's the first three bones closest to the top. Mm-hmm. So it's actually brisket on a bone. Well, right. and that's what Nick told me. He said oh, it's so a poor the man's brisket. It, it is. And they ta- it does taste a lot like brisket because I told him, like, I'll just cook these and so stuff. What, stuff what you, yeah. you, so when you're looking yeah. for beef yeah. ribs, look for the three easier. bone or the four bone? Three bone. And, three and, bone. And, I mean, it's it's delicious, man. I mean, it's, it's just like, you know, if you haven't had it before, you got to go – Try it because yes. we need to ask just, the guys if they can get some. It's, it's totally it it's hard yeah. to find. Yes, well, that's it. my next question. Where are you pulling your meat? All this, all these briskets. Where are you getting them from? So I have a lot of providers. Um, right now, I'm a performance group food group member. Um, I've talked to some. I've talked to the people at Johnson Farms. 
uh, views restaurant depot, Costco, whatever, whatever's necessary to get um, prime brisket. Prime brisket's a lot harder to get than what you expect. I bet. Uh, you can go to um, a Claiborne Hill and buy their prime brisket, and it's it's grade three choice. Yeah. You know right. I mean? But they'll sell it all day as prime brisket, and it's not. Right? Because, you know, the USD only grades only grades meat based off the ribeye, so that ribeye's going to have a lot of intermuscular flat, but where that's – where that flat is, it's gonna. It's almost like it's a sirloin, almost where it eats with very little fat in it. It's very so you need something with some marbling right through that thing. And, and, and prime's the only way to go. Well, and he, and he, you know, he's. I don't know if he was going to get to it, but it's like, you know, you're kind of basing your you're, you're you're relying on a supplier. If you can't go there and physically put your hands on it, you're relying on a supplier to bring you a case of meat. That is uniform. That is Trust, the right yeah, stuff. Right. Oh, so, like so, you were saying, you get to check your briskets. Right. I mean, I got tw- I got fifteen briskets today, and one of them one of them was like seven pounds. I'm like, I don't even know what right. to do with this. Right. And that you know? goes along. Be with great the, for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. But the, but yeah. the efficiency of what he's trying to do, you know, you can't have, uh, you know, say ten fifteen pound briskets, and then you get like. Two or three, four or seven pounders in yeah, there. Yeah, because cook, you, right. cook times off, everything's right, off. Right. Well, then, then my yield goes down. So right. now I'm figuring that I can get 15 briskets to give me 100 plus people. Well, now I'm 15 briskets and I'm getting 85, so I'm prematurely running out. Right. My goal is to run out. Right. I cooked, we had one brisket left um, at the end of this this last Saturday. So to me, yeah. it was a win. Now, there, I will never sell that brisket for sliced brisket. But I will go in and play with that brisket. There's some, you know, I want. There's there's items I want to do in the future yeah. with those briskets. Put them um, in your baked beans. Put them right, in, yeah. right. Mac and, and cheese, brisket, mac and cheese. Well, I'm, a, I'm sure you had a number in, from running as many businesses as you did. What was your number that you were happy with on the uh, on your first opening? You did 175, right? Yeah, that was perfect. That was, was where you were shooting. Yeah, I was. I was. That was perfect for my crew because everybody that went through it had a great operation, right? So you can. You can open up and be gangbusters and completely lose everything on the first day. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. that that was a very it was a very controlled, manageable amount of people that came through. I think everybody had a great experience. You didn't wait. You waited in line, but that we won't. There is a line for a reason, right? right? You know, because you are getting a different experience, right? So we wait in lines. And and Dave and Buster's actually we did a lot of studies on lines. Uh, Disney World's kind of the ones that actually really pioneer and have an idea of what how lines actually really work. Yes. Um, so, you know, that, that line creates a draw. There's a lot of people that drove by and saw the line. Correct. They want to know what's Chick-fil-A. going on. Correct. You know, exactly. Yeah. So how efficient can we be? So that was the perfect number to be efficient. I would have liked for it to go in another hour. In another hour, I could, probably could have squeezed in another 25 <laughs> to 30 pretty easily. Um, but I think my crew was pretty much done, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. I was, I was, I was. First day. It was the first day on the job. Yeah, they yeah, in shape. Yeah, they got to in shape. I was he the, had some you know, rookies in there for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, you know, they stuck with it. They did a great job. And you know, in anything like that you do, you got to keep a great attitude, right? You know, so you know that's that's my job. And you know, I've been doing it for a lot of years, and I've been in those situations. So I kind of. It's 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 on, the onus is on me to keep the 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 flow yeah. going. And You're keep, the cheerleader. Keep everybody. If, if they're if they're done, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you got no help. So that was perfect. And look, we're we're only on one avenue right now, and that's just one day a week. Uh, we are going to grow. We are going to get to other avenues when when you know pre orders and to go orders and large large bulk orders and catering. You mentioned catering, you talk about yeah, catering. We didn't even get into catering, yeah. so we're going to start well, that and, off too. And, exactly. And you'll get into like you know he's talking about getting into cryovacuum. So I mean, you can ship these things. Right? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like <clears throat> the one I keep talking about, that was a reheated brisket, right? That yes. couldn't have been no different. Wouldn't have been well, no different I mean, to vacuum seal, yeah, freeze it, 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 it
scrappy when y'all got it. So right. It's like, yeah. It's like, though, hey, but he he gives even though y'all cut it wrong. Yeah. We did cut it. Donnie <laughs> said that he's like, man, as soon as I cut this, I'm gonna post this video, and he's gonna be calling me, man, you cut that brisket wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all right. Still, it's, it's still eight. It's, it's still, still eight, baby. But yeah, so I mean, you, Gold Belly, right? You can buy a brisket right. from Aaron Franklin. You can buy a brisket from John Lewis. You know, these are there's that's the beauty of it is the whole meats do they do work. Yeah, I mean, they you, do travel. Right. You know, I can send you home with a with a brisket and say, hey, you. You cool it down. You you know you you keep it in the ice box. You 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 cook it again on Tuesday, right? Yeah. You reheat. And you're yeah. selling whole, right? Like yeah. it's not just chop. Oh yeah. You can sell whole brisket, whole rack and, of ribs, and, and, whole and, everything, right? And then the pre-order, what the pre-order goes live this week. <sighs> Pre-orders are tough right now because again with the crew, right? So that means I my pre-order pickup. So you'll order. Let's just say you order right now. You want pound of brisket, pound of ribs, and quarter mashed potatoes, right? Or, or I'm sorry, potato salad. So you order that. You have a pickup time between you know ten and eleven. On okay. Saturday, okay? Okay. So you don't have to wait in line. And then that means I got to slice your stuff at about 930, put all your sides together. So that means I would literally start at about 930 and then roll right into service. You, you put more more bricks, more block, more logs yeah, on yeah. your back, dude. So I can yeah. see. that's a process when I do have cooked. Um, I am looking for one solid lead cook that can actually, you know, handle a kitchen. If I say, hey, here's my mac and cheese recipe, make mac and cheese. And, you know, so once we find that person, yeah. that person would allow me to have free up to do more. Because right now it's me uh, doing that. So once we do that, we'll get into pre-orders. Um, we'll dive into catering orders, off-sites. I mean, I have I have huge ideas, and that's that's yeah. just who I am. You've got to build that army first. Got to build the army. Yeah. I want to – I wanna, we got to touch on this before we wrap things up because uh, I think it was one of the cooler things that we, you and I talked about the other day is uh, doing barbecue classes oh, I love it. back there, out there by the, uh, by the smokers themselves. Yeah. Like, I was super into that. So, walk some people through – like, I, and it's probably down the road, right? We're not talking, like, next week or anything. But If y'all want to. Or next week, then maybe we'll do it next week. <laughs> but explain, what going on. explain that though, with, with the, the opportunity there. You know, it, barbecue is a it's a it's exciting, right? You know, you kind of get around it, you get fun, you get talking with your buddies, you know. But what we want to do is offer an experience where you can come in, see the big one thousand gallons operating, um, you know, have have a just have a day where you learn how to how to trim a brisket, maybe how to how to how to season a brisket. And then, you know, it's all movie set up, so we'll have briskets cooked for you already. We'll put that brisket on. But I also want to in, in, encourage, you know, people that are cooking maybe on a Traeger or – I'll start on a Primo. And, look, I was no barbecue enthusiast where I'm going to do this. I saw it fully as an operation and how I would scale from day one. So even when I was running that Primo, um, that, that the it was like an 18-inch Primo, which is a ceramic grill, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a grenade. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I'm setting it, everything offset, and I'm putting wood chips in it, and I'm cooking brisket on it, and it was good. Yeah. You know, so it was delicious. Ribs, I cooked beef ribs on it. So you can start anywhere, right? It's just a matter of the mindset of what you're trying to accomplish. So if I wanted smoke to come across the brisket, well, I just have to set my smoker up differently, uh-huh. right? So same thing in Traegers and all that stuff. So – there, there's an ability just to have, um, I guess you would say, like a, like somebody to bounce ideas off, right? Your Correct. mastermind group. So, you know, 10 or 12 guys come around, girls, whoever wants to be there. You know, we, we hang out, we talk barbecue, we season, we trim, we run the smokers, uh, and then we send you home with some barbecue, some beer, and then just a, a, a network at that point, Correct. right? You know, you want to pick up the phone and shoot me a text, hey, what's, what do you think I did with my pork butt? It might be 11 o'clock at night, and I'll shoot you a text back and go, hey, man, you know, this, 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 and this, try this. You yeah. know, because I haven't cooked a lot of briskets. You know, I probably cooked, you know, well over 100, 100 plus briskets at this point. So I can kind of look at it and see what's going on. Same thing with pork butts and ribs. Ribs to me are the funnest to cook, if that makes sense. If that, to answer your question yeah, yeah, earlier, yeah. I probably would enjoy cooking ribs 
the most because there there's so many different ways of doing right. them. First comment right out. When's that going to start? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zach wants to know. Y'all tell me. Um, give me give me a month. I, I before the heat hits, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I would barbecues a real spring fall when it in the middle of the summer barbecue tends to fade out a little bit, and in the cold months it tends to fade out a little bit. So. You know, and it just being our restaurant, we are going to close some weeks. You know, we're not going to be 52 weeks a year. Right. You know, we're we're in it, we're in it, A, for the long run, but we're also in it to have fun and be with our families. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, celebrate days and weekends and go mm-hmm. to the beach and fish with y'all. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, yeah. That, we didn't get in it to, 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 to kill ourselves from that standpoint. Right. You know? So I would say before the before the summer heat hits off, we might do a little one just like an inaugural run, a try. But anybody that comes through on Saturday, they're more than welcome to walk back there, see the pits. You know, check them out. My brother and my father is usually back there. Donnie's probably somewhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tearing there's, stuff there, up. there's brown, <laughs> the, you know, we don't, we, we got to keep the brown water out of the pit room, but there is right. brown water all yeah. around. Right, right. right. You, right. you can we'll find this one right now. You, yeah. it, there, there, you know, but those, that's the thing. That's the allure is the, is the pits and the barbecue. So we want you to walk back there. We want you to ask questions, you know, feel free because yeah. we, this is an open book. What we do is no secret. There is no secret to barbecue. It takes time, patience, and simplicity. Yeah. And you'll have great barbecue. Yeah. Go home smelling like smoke. You yes. did. I did. Big I have, time. Yeah. I have so, to change clothes before I go that's home. That's 100%. Awesome. So yeah, she's I, like, no. Yeah. I, uh, I want to be, we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part Absolutely. of the classes. We'll, we'll talk Whenever you get a class, we'll film it. Man. And, yeah, and then, look, we, out there. we have talked about, you know, in the future doing some, um, um, I, don't, I don't really like barbecue competitions because competition barbecue is a, a different level. You know, it's a one bite, you know, yeah, one, yeah. one, yeah, one yeah, bite yeah. while the judge call it a wrap. You know, that stuff's typically pushed full of sodium and MSG all day long. So you're not eating slices of that. So I'd like to, you know, we'd kind of talked about it with mm-hmm. brown water, do some sort of just we, we showcase barbecue um, as a as a as a as a region. Right. We bring in other barbecue restaurants. We all work together and we have just kind of like a little festival. Mm-hmm. So just a cook off um, instead of a day competition. Even, well, we just sell it. Everybody just comes cook. in. Just, ex- just a cook. exhibition yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like he said, set up, set yeah, up. Everybody's got their own several tents. vendors and and yeah. and have some good music, some good yeah. people out there, and just say, hey, this is everybody slinging barbecue. A fest. You know, yeah, yeah. A festival. Yeah. A festival. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, one place might bring sausage. They bring brisket. They got ribs. You know, just let butchers people in. sample. The butchers in. Butchers in. Yeah. because you. We're not in competition with each other, right? We're all, we're all, we're all, we're, you know, we're all barbecue restaurants trying to just put our barbecue out there, and we're literally only competing against ourselves because, right. you know, there's there's no competition from that standpoint. But if you can bring every barbecue guy together and say in a forty mile radius and have a little festival, have some music, the people would love it, right? Because yep. it just sounds like our we, party. We've been and, screaming, and that's and that's what it. you know. I, I knew coming to Jarrett and having these discussions that you know we've we've done it. I mean, you know, I can I can show you photos of some of the, the the things we've thrown in Baton Rouge where, you know, it's phenomenal, right? Well, mm. you know? That was always the big staple of the Falls from Grace pre-party shows yeah, that yeah. we always talked about yeah. that. It wasn't an accident that we cooked and yeah. hung out. We were right. like, that's we're playing what, music. We want to we want it to be a party. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's going to be a Sounds like an inaugural hog fest going on. Yeah, I could do and, that too. And hog uh, whole hog cooking is where I'm going next. Um, I've already I've already got Andrew keyed up and building me a whole hog cooker. Well, I told you about Phil Wingo. He's yeah. been yeah. sending us some stuff. Joey just got him. I just back got some in the yeah. I got some in the mail. He's got the good other stuff, day. man. He's yeah. got real good yeah, stuff. I, I love. I and love he's a whole hog cooker. Cook whole hogs, you know, and, and they do the hair, the whole ceremony. That's what they, I was telling. They butcher oh, yeah. it. They carry it down on like the the, the bed, you know, like we a Vikings burial. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, yeah. We doing that. So where where can we find you? You're on all socials. Yeah. So Facebook is Salt Pepper Oak. 
And then Instagram is salt.pepper.oak. Yep. And then TikTok, salt, pepper, oak. TikTok's a little less um, Facebook friendly, I guess you would say. So we get a little crazy on TikTok when we go. in our videos. Yep. Uh, Facebook is 100%, you know, marketing. You want to get in touch with me. You want to you want to find out where we're at, go to our about page. And then we have a website, saltpepperoak.com. Um, so it's all it's all out there, all on social. We do have YouTube. We're slowly getting into that. Um, if anybody out there wants to be a content creator with partner with me, I'm more than welcome to have that conversation because I don't have time. But I do right. believe that there's a, you know, you can jump on YouTube and there's a huge market for it. Correct. I just Absolutely. don't have time to edit videos and be the be the be the spokesman and the and the back house. You know, so yeah. if there's anybody out there looking for you know some social media stuff, I'd love to be involved. Um, and then with y'all, you know, coming to the Biloxi area. Uh, the goal of this thing is to scale. So, you know, there's a there's a want for me to be in Mississippi, you know, expanding, expanding out. So mm-hmm. I'll go. I, I'd like to start, you know, obviously later in life, the Mississippi River and the Baton Rouge Port Island area and come all the way to Alabama. There we go. So that would be our Goals, goal. baby. I love it. I love it. Gentlemen, thank you all for coming in and talking. Uh, that was I knew it was going to be good. That yeah. was fun. That was easy. Uh, easy money yeah, everybody go check them out man it's like you said yeah. I, li- I dropped Get the it. Facebook open, link open Saturday it's yeah, open Saturday. this Saturday this so Saturday. it's every every Saturday now until we take a day off uh, or a Saturday off and it's probably going to be like the what is that that first summer holiday I don't know what it is I forgot Labor Day Memorial Day what is yeah that? I get him confused too um, that will be a, probably our first weekend that we close on a Saturday just to kind of have a little shutdown yeah, time. yeah but absolutely. we'll do that um, but yeah so every Saturday you know moving forward until we have a day where we need to shut her down um, we'll Briskets go on Friday. People start coming in, you know, 10 o'clock on Saturday. More than welcome to come hang out. Uh, we'll have a 10 out front. This this week we got a couple old cars coming through. We got Impalas. We got some Novas. Uh, we'll probably drop a race car out there too, you know. So, yeah. you know, every Andy, every Andy Saturday kids. I want it to be an event, right? You know, I want you to yeah. come there, have a great lunch, and be able to take it, go home, take it home with you, you know. But just just know that this is this is going to be an event on Saturday. Family stuff, like Donnie said, bring yeah. the kids, put them in the yeah. race car, let them take pictures. We love it, man. Stuff. You know, yeah, I, my little boys. You know, he's 16 months old now. He's 100 percent in it. You know, my my wife's four months pregnant, so you know the kids oh. are the kids are oh. a big part of it. You thought it was gonna you thought it was gonna get easier. Now this is gonna yeah. be tough. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I have a great wife, so we couldn't do this if we didn't. Oh have yeah, those, yeah. You know? but, Chris, Chris Noble said he's gonna be seeing y'all soon. So awesome comments we're, as well. Uh, Zach said the same thing. Looking forward to seeing y'all this weekend. It'll be nice talk, uh, talking barbecue with you. It, introduce on, yourself if on. you come out. Say hey, I'm you know such and such. I, I you know own this. I got this going on, man. I love it because yeah. the more we can network in this in this in this area, the better and stronger we are as a as a group of you know entrepreneurs and business owners. Oh, yeah. You know, and tell them you heard it on Brownwater. That's, that's right, it. baby. That's right. Because they give be... you a free burn in, one <laughs> give, free burn in. <laughs> give, give 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 some free feedback. You know, on, yeah. on all the social platforms. We love Google. It. You know, let us. Oh let yeah, him, drop let that him, review. Let them know how he's doing. We had a let great review from um, a guy that came in and said he was a he was a barbecue snob. He you know he's been to all he's been the you know most of the top fifties and he left a great Google review for us. So yeah, you know anytime we can get that man, we would love to meet you. We love yeah. to say hello. Check the pits out. Come talk to us. Hit our social. You know, we just we we want to be we want to be out there and we want to be a part of the community and we yeah. want to know you. You know, Please. right? But that's ain't gonna be the last time we talk no, about it on this show. Go home, smell like I that. I can oak. tell you. So uh, thank you everybody for watching on the live, the replay, and everybody out there in the podcast world. Uh, y'all keep listening and we'll keep doing them. Yep. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate it. We're excited to announce that we just launched our very own Brownwater Banter app. That's right. It's free to download in the App Store or on Google Play. Whether you're an iPhone user or an Android user, it doesn't matter. It's free. Download it now. Stay connected with the Brownwater universe. Inside the app, we have links to the Tales and Scales login, 
the marine forecast from NOAA, tides and currents, radar, a list of all the bait shops here on the Gulf Coast, everything you could need for a day out on the water having fun. We've also got all the brown water social links right inside the app connections to our merch shop and if that wasn't enough we've also built inside of it a country radio station that's right so you can listen on the go i'm sure it'll evolve over time right now we're calling it Brownwater radio music for the outdoors so download it now check it out and we hope you dig it brown water banter